says the grants will help the local economy. Well, the main benefit, of course, is 700 jobs in the east of England, which will be protected or, or created because of the £6 million that we're providing through the Regional Growth Fund to, um, to two projects in the, in the region. They, in turn, of course, are putting much, much more money from the private sector, £40 million, uh, into the local economy. Police have charged a fifth man in connection with a shooting in Leicester Road in Luton in May last year. 31-year-old Mabu Beg of Overston Road in the town has been charged with conspiracy to murder Atty Valley. Four other men have also been charged with conspiracy to murder and are currently awaiting trial. A motorcyclist has been killed in a crash in High Wycombe. His bike was in collision with a van on London Road at around 10 o'clock yesterday morning. The 45-year-old was pronounced dead at the scene. A report suggests the government may have wasted hundreds Hundreds of millions of pounds stockpiling the antiviral drug Tamiflu. It says the drug shortened symptoms of flu by just half a day, but did not reduce hospital admissions or complications. A Hertfordshire charity is aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre, where alcohol can already be confiscated. Resolve, based in Welling Garden City, will offer drinkers advice and help. This resident says an alcohol control zone exists in Hatfield's marketplace. Your daytime drinkers drink a few cans in the afternoons and then they're normally gone home early evening and then you seem to get a lot of these new appearance and that over here of an evening well judging by the beer cans that's who they are and the vodka bowl most graduates will still be paying back their student loans until they're in their early 50s. According to the Institute for Fiscal Studies, ministers insist changes to tuition fees will help poorer students. In sport, Manchester United are out of the Champions League after a 3-1 defeat away to holders Bayern Munich. Saw them lose 4-2 on aggregate. The weather sunny spells this morning, but cloudy later with a chance of showers. A maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co uk slash three counties bbc three counties radio's big tour of beds hearts and bucks walking along the towpath i love canals lovely especially this time of year it's all about where you live it's attractive it's friendly and you would enjoy it and there's a nice atmosphere so it's a great community and all this week we're featuring berkhamstead i think everybody here is very very lucky indeed the big tour of beds hearts and bucks bbc three counties radio Attention! 
is. We're the dandy highwayman and here's our invitation. we start a show with Adam and indeed his ants Adam and the ants you don't get bands with proper names anymore like Adam and the ants or Shawaddy Waddy you don't get you don't get proper name Coldplay what the flip is a Coldplay I know what an Adam is I know what an ant is I've got a vague idea what a Shawaddy Waddy is Coldplay Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning, including health bosses herald radical shake-up, street boozers get a good talking to, and beans means the ends of the world. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or the best way to get in touch, as you all know, and you've been doing it a lot recently, so thank you. We'll have more of that, is to give me a phone call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, I've got a bit of a stiff neck. You know, you get a bit of a terrible headache last night. Terrible headache. Uh, and I've got a bit of a stiff neck. I'm, fe- I'm feeling it today, Kath. Oh. Feeling it today. Okay. Is that it? Um, yeah. Cold. Cold. Health officials are warning that urgent changes are needed to the way healthcare is delivered across Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. The Clinical Commissioning Group says radical steps need to be taken to avoid a combined shortfall of £100 million within the next few years. This comes midway into a report from the Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes Healthcare Review, prompted by the problems at Bedford Hospital's paediatric department. Well, one of the doctors leading the review is Milton Keynes GP, Nicola Smith. Morning, Nicola. Good morning. This looks like the start of uh, what could be a rather painful process. Is that right? Well, I wouldn't say necessarily painful, but certainly it's quite difficult to, to sort of work out the whole system because, as you, as you know, healthcare is a very complex system and, and looking at how we're going to move, change things different, to make things look differently and, and how we can actually manage to deliver a, a good healthcare service for patients at Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes within the budget we've got, that's the real challenge for us. Milton Keynes and Bedford are going to merge, aren't they? Um, no, that's certainly not part of the plan, and I think merging hospitals isn't necessarily going to solve the problem that we've got, um, because actually that's not going to save us 
enough money. I think that what we need to do is look for different models of care. So it's not about merging. It may well be about what the hospital's working differently because, I mean, we, we do, obviously, we do work with Bedford Hospital in Milton Keynes, but also we work with other hospitals as well, for example, Oxford and Northampton, Stoke Mandeville. So patients go to lots of different hospitals. So simply merging with Bedford, I don't think, is going to solve the problem. It's about looking at very different models of care. Okay, so so you're saying that a merger between Bedford and Milton Keynes is not on the cards. What, what are what are those different models of care then? How could, how could they manifest themselves? Well, I think one of one of the main things really is is keeping patients out of hospital when they don't need to be there. And I th- I'm thinking of particular groups like frail elderly patients, who now very often because there's no alternatives, there's not enough alternatives in the community, they end up getting admitted to hospital. So the main sort of um, the way we're thinking is looking at more preventative care. But also if you've got a for example, a frail elderly person in a care home, what we really want are teams, and we've started to commission those now, teams that go into care homes, pick up those patients really early on to prevent their deterioration, so the need for hospital admission is less. And if they do need to go to hospital, get them into hospital nice and early, make sure they get all the tests they need, get them turned around really quickly so they can come home as quickly as possible to prevent them languishing in hospital beds. So it's about improving the quality of care, and I think by doing those sorts of things to improve quality, you're also going to make the savings that we need. You surveyed uh, staff at the two hospitals as part of the review. What did you ask them, and what did they say? I'm sorry, I'm not aware of the results of the survey. It wasn't part of our, our piece of work that I'm aware of. I'm okay. sorry. So, that, so, so it, it's not true that um, the NHS staff at Milton Keynes and Bedford uh, hospitals uh, said they wouldn't recommend those hospitals to a friend or relative? Uh, oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. I'm, I'm see what you're saying about now, yeah. Um, I think there, there, um, there's an increasing number of, of staff that would, and I think there's improvements going on both in Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals, so although the number is quite low, and I think, to be honest with you, hospitals have, the hospitals have been so busy and so stretched that I think staff obviously are working under a lot of pressure. So um, what I do know is that the, the number of staff that are recommending those hospitals is improving, so lots of improvements are going on. It, it, but it's starting from quite a low yeah, base point, yeah. isn't it? So you, you, it, it, it can only really go up. Well, I think it's not we, a great we, advert, is it, for those yeah, hospitals? I think we absolutely admit that, that there are issues, there are problems with our healthcare, and I think when you're working under the pressure of the fact that you've got to make savings and you're you're not working within your budget, it puts a lot of pressure on people, which is why the, the sort of wholesale, sort of whole system change. It's not just about hospitals, it's about all the care that goes on in GP practices, in the community services, about all of that as well, not just purely about hospitals, because actually nobody really wants to be in hospital unless they really have to be, do they? You're asking uh, for feedback from staff and patients, but it, it, it won't really make a difference, will it? If things can't continue the, the, the same way they are now, then, then feedback isn't going to change anything. Um, I think feedback feeds into the whole thing. And you're absolutely right. I mean, people may say, well, I want this, that and the other, and that, that might not be affordable. But staff and patients as well do have some great ideas about how services um, should should change. And I think a lot, there's a lot of staff there working in both Milton Keynes and Bedford hospitals that, that are probably thinking, well, actually, we could do this slightly better. We could do this more efficiently. But also staff in the community that are saying, look, this patient's in hospital having that treatment. We could do that in the community, couldn't we? For example, maybe a patient who's... Um, on a drip with antibiotics because of a serious infection. I mean, when they come well enough, why to keep that patient in hospital when we can take that patient into the community and do the same service there in their own home where it's more convenient for everybody? Finally, uh, Nicola, when's the report going to be completed? Well, we're looking at be- 
certainly before the autumn. So it's a very rapid piece of work. We need to get on with this. It's no good delaying and dragging it out. We really need to find a solution to this problem. So looking at engaging with all the, the patients, um, clinicians and everybody and getting something out before the autumn. Dr Nicola Smith, thank you very much indeed. 08459 Why can't it be wrong If we could have left home at a quarter to nine Would have had fun and plenty of time We got started just a little bit late Hope this won't be our last day Is that the moon we see? Can't be Looks like the sun to me It's late I hate to face your daddy too bad I know he's gonna be mad It's late We gotta get on home It's late We've been gone too long It's late We're about to run out of gas It's late We gotta get home fast Can't speak We're in a slowdown zone Baby, look at that clock Why can't it be wrong If we could have left home At a quarter to nine Would've had fun and plenty of time We got started just a little bit late Hope this won't be our last day Is that the moon we see? Can't be Looks like the sun to me It's late I hate to face your daddy too bad I know he's gonna be mad It's late We gotta get on home It's late We've been gone too news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. In Biggleswade, the A1 southbound is partially blocked just at the Biggleswade north roundabout because of vehicles broken down, not causing any delays on the speed sensors at the moment though. At the Clop Hill roundabout, the A6 southbound, so as you leave Bedford already looking slow as you approach the roundabout, and also the Park Street roundabout, the A414 approach looking quite busy. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Right, it's 6.16, it's Thursday the 10th of April, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Health officials say that urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals and more collaboration between the two is required. A Hertfordshire charity is aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre. Resolve, based in Welland Garden City, will offer drinkers advice and help. And in sport, Manchester United are out of the Champions League after a 3-1 defeat away to holders Bayern Munich saw them lose 4-2 on aggregate. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Monday the 5th of May is Milton Keynes Marathon Day on BBC Three Counties Radio. As a station, we are going to be going there fully loaded and prepared to go as a team for success. The Milton Keynes Marathon. I'm Laura Moss. I'm the editor of BBC Three Counties Radio. And I'm Jeff Doyle, and I'm the sports editor at BBC Three Counties Radio. Countdown to the Milton Keynes Marathon. Some of us who are extremely fit will be doing more than others, so I think I'm going to end up doing about eight miles. And I'll be sprinting my mile that I will be doing. And with around four weeks to go, let's see how some of our willing runners are... Just one, just one, I'm going to, sorry to interrupt that, I know that's not de rigueur, and could be considered to be quite rude. The boss there, the, my son calls the lady boss. Yeah, the actual boss, yeah. No. Oh, uh, the lady boss and some other bloke are running yeah. part of the mar- we've not got. We've not got to do that, have we? Uh, which one uh, I just kept my head down in that meeting. I, was, I don't run. I'm not. I mean, I can't. I've got a medical condition. If I've someone got was chasing boobs. me, I could probably put a bit of a, a sprint on, but okay. no, not just for fun. You no. can, actually. And I will catch you one day. Uh, but I can't. I've got man boobs. So I, I wish them, I wish the lady boss and the other fella, never heard of him, uh, I wish them the greatest uh, of luck, but I'm not involved. Jeff, Jeff's the one that uh, does the sweepstakes, isn't he? I don't, I don't know. I don't know ben. anyone's name. Ben's the fella with the scruffy fella with the beard. Mm-hmm. Ollie's like the quiff. Yeah. Jeff. No. Anyway, let's get back to the trail. Training. So what I've been doing is I walk my daughter to school in the morning. Right, hang on a second, hang on a second. She's training for a marathon by walking her daughter to school in the morning. Turns out I'm match fit. There we go. That doesn't count. And then I run home. Which is pathetic. However... (laughs) (laughs) That is so wrong. Countdown to the Milton Keynes Marathon with BBC Three Counties Radio. Good good luck to those guys and I'll be waving them on from my home while I'm asleep. Yeah, like that. I'll be giving them a, a wave like that whilst I'm asleep. People, so, so many people over the years have said, oh, you should do, you should do a marathon. You could raise money for charity. No. I write, where do you want me to write a cheque? A marathon is long, isn't it? It's, fair, it's, it's, it's one of the long. longest. Um, last weekend when we were going out, we um, came across the Flitic 10K. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, that didn't look very, very much fun. No. That looked actually quite... It, they don't it look... like ve- it smarted a bit. They don't look very much fun. Your nipples can fall off in a marathon. Yeah. That is a fact. Yeah, That's, you, don't you have to take special measures? Yeah, you have to put v- Vaseline on mm-hmm. or tape them up. This is true. We- Webby, this is true. Your nipples can fall off in a marathon. Oh, he's gone. We've lost Webby. Maybe that scared him so much. Maybe he's, he's going to uh, phone up the Milton Keynes Marathon and say, Oi, t- take me out of it. I'm not, I'm not having any of that. And then afterwards, when you finish, they wrap you in um, tin foil. Baco foil, like yeah. a turkey. Like a turkey. But I, think you get, I think you might get a Mars bar at the end. Not anymore. Oh. Mars not milk? Oh. They've made... Of all the inventions that didn't need to be made, Weetabix milk. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. Weetabix milk what, what is that is that milk with a bit of cereal floating in it well i've often thought that um the the milk from coco pops should be bottled uh, and then someone said well it is it's chocolate milk oh yeah yes. brilliant yeah. okay but i'm guessing it's just the milk from the bottom of a bowl of weetabix or the taste thereof and you chug it down mm. that's that's i mean as, as ideas go that's pretty uh yes Webby, how are your nipples this morning? Uh, a bit sore, mate. Yeah, they will be. If you run a marathon, they will drop off. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> it's true. All uh, right, OK. What, what have you got for me, boss? You know when we was on this Banana Rama thing the other day? Oh, we were having a great time with Banana Rama the other day. Hey, mate. All uh, over them. I, I got home, um, I think it was Tuesday, went on eBay. 49 pence, greatest hit oh, of Banana Rama. Oh, mate, mate, you are quids in. <laughs> I got home last night, yeah. 
Loud as you like. Fantastic. What were, give, give, give us your favourite. What was your favourite one? Oh, Shy Boy. Oh, hang on, what one's that? I don't remember that one. Shy Boy? You've got to be heard that. Go sing that me was... a bit. I can't remember it. He used to be a shy boy. Then I met him, my boy. I don't know the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Webby, listen. Well, I'm I'm really pleased you got that. I, is that the one where it's got the um the, the I was going to say the album that's got the picture of the three on them on the front. Well, of course that's it would. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Armor, but it's yeah. in like three strips, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, I used to have a, a, my friend Wayne Shaler take that for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forty nine pedo bargain. You can't argue that. And Webby, I've no. got some great news. Music lovers, I have some great news. Yesterday, on the show, we um discovered the magic of Mrs. Mills. And the magic of Mrs. Miller. Well, uh, I've just had an email last night. The Mrs. Mills CD is on its way. It should be here for Monday. Fingers crossed Mrs. Miller won't be far behind. Mrs. Miller? Did you not hear Mrs. Miller yesterday? No, I was at the count. I was up north yesterday delivering. Webby, you, you are in for a treat. You'll be hunting on eBay for that bad boy. You like Mrs. Miller, didn't you, Kelly? Is that the, the lady that does the covers of the songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. She sings like that! Uh, <laughs> it's been a hard day's night! I picked some bed like a dog! <laughs> Sarah. Sleeping like a dog? Yeah. So the words? Why not? Is that what she sings? Sure, probably. Weird. So she, we're going to get her, and we're going to get Mrs Mills. We're going to have a Mrs Mills versus Mrs Miller face-off. I don't even know what that means.
him playing the bass here. He's showing off now, McVie. Loving it. His hands all over the place. As Christine McVie would testify. Man, you've got to love it. McVie's back with them. How cool is that? Just after they finish their UK tour. Couldn't care less. BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, if your idea of a pleasant afternoon is sitting in a town centre drinking special brew, then Hatfield is certainly not the place for you. Local rules mean that street drinking is banned in and around Marketplace. But from now on, confiscating your tinnies won't be the only attempt to get you sober. Workers from the alcohol charity Resolve will be on hand to offer advice and support to people whose drinking has become a problem for them and, well, let's be honest, everybody else. Our reporter went to Hatfield to see whether it's needed. It's terrible. It really is. No one takes any notice, please, or anyone. I wouldn't come in here overnight. It's quite frightening, actually. I don't like it, period. It shouldn't be seen. It just is a social thing. I don't think it should be seen. Why drink in the streets? Go and drink in a pub if you have to. You see it more or less anywhere you go these days in any town centre. I just think it's a shame that so many people have turned to drink. But with how things are now that it's worked out, with the money situation and the government taking their benefits away, I think it's driving the youngsters to drink. I wish they'd open more youth clubs for the youngsters. I think where they're closed, a lot of those may be some of the trouble. It's not very nice having people wandering about drunk during the day or during the evening in the town centre. And anything that can be done to stop it would be a good idea. People don't come down here at night because of all the drink around. Well, I wouldn't walk down here at night with it all. People aren't at work, youngsters are at school, aren't they, during the day? They have nowhere else to go. They hang around the town centre. It stems from home. I think parents should be involved with it rather than just counselling the children. Everything stems from the home first, doesn't it? You should know where your children are. If you know where your children are, what they're doing, they're your responsibility. So you should be the one. The start of it, anyway. Then if you can't control it, then get help. But if you know where they are, they wouldn't be hanging around the town centres, would they? I know lots of people, they would like to stop drinking, but they don't know how to or where to go to. And if somebody would help them or they would offer the help and they shouldn't go and ask for help, it would be better, I think, easier for them. They've got this funny rule about drinking or not drinking in the town. It doesn't make any sense. Because if you read what's written on the signs, what the bylaw is, it doesn't say you're not allowed to drink here. It says you must stop drinking if you're asked to stop drinking. But sometimes the police take it like you're not allowed to drink, so then you get banned from the town and things like that. And it becomes a game between the drinkers and the police. Those sneaky little legal loopholes. I think, I think you're not allowed to drink. And if the police ask you to stop drinking, well, that's them asking you to stop. Local residents there reacting to a Hertfordshire charity's aim to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre. Well, we'll speak to the service manager of Resolve in about an hour's time and we'll find out why the charity needs to intervene in Hatfield where Marketplace is already subject to an alcohol control zone. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give us a call this morning, you're more than welcome to. I'm slightly jealous of Webby getting that... Um, 
Best of Banana Rama for forty nine pence. Forty nine pence. Yeah, that is a bargain. That's a, that well, I mean, uh, what price board three board women? <laughs> oh, you don't like them at all, do I you? I do like them, but they're not putting the effort in, are they? They don't There's need no to. There's no welly. There's no welly. Kelly, do you remember that watch I bought for a penny? You didn't buy it for a penny, my love. That's all I could talk about. Yeah, you didn't buy it for a penny, my love. It was like about £12 postage. Uh, £3.50 in total. And how long did that watch last? I've still got it. Yeah. How long did it last? I've still got it. It still works. What time is it? It's just uh, 6.28. You read that from the screen, not from your watch? I'm not wearing it. Why? Don't like it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Biggleswade, the A1 southbound is partially blocked at the Biggleswade north roundabout because of vehicles broken down, not causing any delays on the speed sensors though at the moment. Uh, elsewhere on the sensors in Luton, London Road is heavy as you approach the Kidneywood roundabout to join the motorway. And also between Chalfont St Giles and Amersham, London Road looking slow around Cokes Lane. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Health officials say urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Merging health services is thought to be one option, but Dr Nicholas Smith from the Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group told this programme that a merger wouldn't solve the problem. Two Bedfordshire businesses are to share £6 million in government funding to help create new jobs. The Regional Growth Fund grants have been awarded to the car technology companies Haywood Tyler in Luton and Millbrook Proving Ground. And a Hertfordshire a charity is aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre, where alcohol can already be confiscated. Resolve, based in Welling Garden City, will offer drinkers advice and help. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United are out of the Champions League after a 3-1 defeat away to holders Bayern Munich. David Moyes' team losing 4-2 on aggregate. We had a great chance at 2-1 to go 2-2. So I think in the, we've had opportunities... We have to be fair that you know, Munich are a good team and we had to defend really well. But we did create opportunities to score tonight, probably more so than we did even in the first game. So I'm disappointed we didn't take those chances. We had three or four good, good opportunities. But in the end, we couldn't quite get it. Barcelona are also out after losing 1-0 at Atletico Madrid and 2-1 overall. So Chelsea are joined in tomorrow's semi-final draw by Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid. Luton will be crowned conference champions tonight if Cambridge lose at Woking. If Cambridge win or draw, the Hatters will have a chance to confirm their return to the Football League at home to Braintree on Saturday lunchtime. Striker Mark Cullen is concentrating on that. All we can concentrate is our next game, which is Saturday. It doesn't doesn't really bother me what happens on Thursday. It's, it's not on my hands, so I just concentrate for Saturday. Everyone's just focusing on, on getting the job finished. We've, we've worked really hard all season to get into this position, and now we just need to finish it off. The US Masters Golf, the first major of the year, starts later at Augusta. With Tiger Woods missing, Rory McIlroy's the bookie's favourite, but Woburn's Ian Poulter says it's wide open. You do look at the guys that have played it an awful lot to, to see... You know some of the experience that you would expect, you know, to play this golf course well. But you know, there's there's an awful lot of rookies that are playing this year, uh, which are great golfers that have won golf tournaments. And you know, it w- wouldn't surprise you to see them on the leaderboard. 
And in ice hockey, Czech defender Lukas Zatopek is leaving the Milton Keynes Lightning after six years at the club. Supporters had helped pay his wages for several seasons. Such was his popularity. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're going to do the... <laughs> do you see what the... Not, not that song. See what the next song is that's queued up. We're not, we're not playing this. <laughs> the person who does... You didn't put this in, did you, Kels? No. The person who does the music for this show... Have they ever listened to this show? We're not playing this. What about sunrise? Yeah, what about it's a it? Serious That's message. Point, what about it, you fruitcake? Seriously, I mean, it's a serious message. But what about sunrise? What about? <laughs> it's all that. <laughs> We're not playing it. It isn't happening. If you want to take part in the papers, 08459 455 555. Although that could segue quite nicely into this story in the papers about beans. Do it. Get in there. Brits might be contributing... I only found out um, recently, yes. within the last two years, that the word Segway doesn't end W-A-Y. Oh. Literally in the last two years. And I had to write to someone who is in an act, in an act called the Segway Sisters about booking them. And I spelt it Segway-Way. Oh. S-E-G-U-E. Segway-Way. Oh, dear. Segway-Way. Did they say then? They didn't, but they wrote. They just wrote back, Segway, <laughs> not Segway way. Never mind. It's uh, a it's a tricky word. How do you get the Gway? Well, it's a that's Sieg. It's a French word, isn't it? It's missing an accent. An accent wouldn't change it for me. Uh, my favourite of what's what's your favourite of all the accents? Mine's an umlaut. Oh, I quite like um, a sedilla. Like <laughs> that's the little number the five down under the question sea. Mark, yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, I also like the um, acute. No, what's it called? The uh, the little hat. God, I studied languages. I uh, can't remember what it's called. Here we go. Here we go. Let's do. You know it. what that means? It means that an S has been taken out somewhere. She's holding um, uh, her hands in the style of a steeple, and inside are lots of people. Uh, my other, uh, my other favourite. Uh, okay, this is what we'll do. Your favourite accent and your favourite foreign letter. I know, I know it's niche, but we're trying to raise them up a bit. Your favourite accent or your favourite foreign letter. My favourite uh, accent, as we've uh, discovered, is the umlaut. I'm, and you're going to see I'm a sucker for German. My favourite uh, foreign letter. What's the double S called in, in um, German? Oh, I can't remember. I, don't want to, I want to say Strasse, but that means street. Yes, it, it's, it's Gesch- in that. Geschwister, no. No, that's sister. The, dub, the double S. In German. You spell like a P with an extra... They don't use it so much now, do they? They've Mm. kind of dropped it, which I think is is to their detriment. It's a shame. It it? really is. I guess it's keyboards that have done that. What's your favourite foreign letter? I like the Enye. What's that? It's a double L that they have in Spanish. Oh, I like... I also like an Enye, which is an N. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's an N with a tilde on the top. Do you know what a tilde is? It's rice, isn't it? No, it's like a sideways S. We are so And in Spanish it means that you say Ñ rather than Ñ. I also like um, the uh, P... In Greek, because we are so intellectual here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Intellectual? Nay, indulgent. I'm going to write you the Greek P. You tell me what this looks like. Um, like pi. Yeah, it's P. It looks like an N. You're supposed to say. Oh, yeah. If I'm too intellectual, I see pi. Your favourite? Mart- not, not a meat and potato. I mean the mathematical symbol. You always see meat and potatoes. You are. <laughs> Martin's called in about this. Martin, what's your favourite accent or your favourite foreign letter? Um, huh? 
I don't know. Oh. Well, that's a disappointing first call to uh, the uh, What's Your Favourite Accent, Your Favourite Foreign Letter phone-in. The first annual What's Your Favourite Accent, <laughs> Favourite Foreign Letter phone-in, 08459 455 555. Why have you called in then, Martin? Um, uh, just to make you feel too jealous about Webby buying Sinatra for 49p. Yeah. If you just go on Amazon and search for the same CD... You can get it from uh, one of the Amazon traders for one P. Oh! Webby, you've been done. Webby was totally screwed <laughs> over. <laughs> Webby! Martin, did you buy it for one P? No, but I'm tempted. Uh, do you know what? I'm going right. OK, hang on. Martin, thank you for that. Let's have some of this. Let's all rush to our favourite internet uh, shops and try and buy Bananarama Best Off for a penny. See you in a minute. For Banana Rama Best Of, you were done, mate. You were done. This is a great song. This is great. All right, tomorrow, it's Banana Rama Day. Oh, no, come on. What? What is... Why? What, what, um, by that, I mean, we're not going to play Banana Rama music, but I want you two lovely ladies to dress up as all three Banana Rama girls. And look bored. Yep. Look um, bored and tarty in an 80s style. Fortunately, and I hate to break this to you, I'm not in tomorrow. Whoa. But I'll definitely do that at home. What, uh, what, why are you not in tomorrow? I'm going to Wales. 
What, what, in Wales, in Pakistan? I'm going to Wales. I don't think you can do that accent on the radio. Wales. You're offending huge swathes of this community. Do you know who'd be furious? Yeah. Joyce, Joyce and Lee Gray. Oh, Joyce and Lee Gray. Who's the posh woman who hates me but then comes on sometimes and is nice to me? I'm Janet not sure that Astridge. I'm not sure it is Janet and Ashridge. Oh. Oh. oh, okay. The tone is the same, but she wouldn't be like that on text, would she? And Sending rude texts and then... Uh, no. So who's filling in for... Um, I've forgotten her name. Uh, Kelly. Who's filling in for Kelly tomorrow? Ben with the scruffy beard. Oh, I like Ben. He's yeah, good. Like ben, he's he's good. Really good. I tell you why I like Ben. Uh, he's um, uh, enthusiastic. Yeah. He's keen. He's hardworking. Mm-hmm. He's intelligent. He'd have a favourite foreign letter. I've not even asked you, Kelly, with the greatest of respect, because I don't want to embarrass you on air. Yes. Oh. I don't think that's a foreign, that's an American. That, that's an international language, yes. surely. Uh, he's keen, and also Ben. Um, ben doesn't flinch when I ask him to sit on my lap. Well, I didn't at first. You, you got used to it. Now, let's have a look at 08459 double five five double five. The papers. Beans. Beans. We never got onto beans. Oh, get beans. Sidetracked by foreign letters. Beans. Beans. Brits might be contributing to climate change with flatulence from eating baked beans. A minister said this. A minister thought it and said it out loud. <laughs> My little boy, right, he's two. And he did the biggest fart in the world yesterday while I was carrying him. They call it a pritz. Greek farts are called pritz. Oh, that sounds more... Um... He said, Daddy, I did a pritz. I was like, oh, yeah, and he's laughing. And it was so... I said, that's the loudest pritz I've ever heard in my life. He went, yeah, and my bottom sounds like fireworks. Wow. <laughs> it did. It really, really did. Sorry, I put well, you off your... thanks for that little pastiche. <laughs> Energy Minister Baroness Verma yes. agreed with a Labour peer that... Imi- they actually said smelly... I think they were being a bit silly yeah. in the house yesterday. Smelly emissions could be aiding global warming. Silent but violent. Lord Simon had pointed out that the UK has the world's largest consumption of baked beans. To laughter, he told the House of Lords, Ugh. could you say whether this affects global warming? Tory Lady Verma replied, we do need to moderate our behaviour. Wow, they actually had that conversation. I think... Maria be- Miller got out just in time, I think. Bean-wise, we're not the worst offenders. No. If you look at... Again, let's look internationally. Blazing saddles. They don't eat beans like that in America. My sister's in America and she has to get Heinz beans from the ethnic aisle. Are we an ethnic minority? We are there, right? If she wants a Twix... Give me a grant. If she wants a Twix or a Mars bar... I want a grant and a community centre. She has to go ethnic aisle. Anyway, yeah. So, um... There are other places where they eat all kinds of beans all the time. I don't believe that this is our fault. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Could you live without beans? I don't think so. We're not going to save the world until you know Greece stops eating hummus. Um, Nathan Jones has tweeted the interabang. What's that? As his favourite letter, foreign oh. letter, the interabang. I've heard of that. I can't picture it. Is that the, that's not the German double S? We are the, the greatest phoning you're ever going to hear, ever. After nine o'clock today, we're going to switch radio off because this cannot be beaten. Your favourite foreign uh, uh, punctuation accent, in case people phone up and do, oh, hello, my favourite accent is this. Uh, or your favourite foreign letter. Little windy pops there, Catherine? Trying to destroy the planet? Um, no, I was just bulking from that uh, terrible accent. Uh, move over Fonda. Dancer, 88, brings out fitness DVD. Retired ballerina Dame Gillian Ling can still touch her knees to her nose. I can do that. And uh, nearly, nearly do the splits. Oh, she can nearly do the splits. Impressed? Not really. You should be. She's 88, has two metal hips and a foot held together with metal pins. So she's partly bionic. Yeah. So suddenly it's not so impressed. It's cheating. There are some um, really um, degrading photos 
of this senior citizen in the newspaper, including she one... She she's showing them some moves, the way they've done it. In one, she looks like a crab on her back and she can't get up. She's lying on her back with her hands on her pelvis and her feet together and her knees pulled up. And it, I, I'll be honest, shame on her. It looks like those pictures you get of... Um, you know when they're talking about Broken Britain and how loads of girls have got drunk in Newcastle <laughs> and there's footage of them falling over in the streets? And rolling that, about on the... Yeah. Well, at least she's got um, adequate clothing. Yeah, on. at least you can't see her bare bottom. Go on, give us one more. Speaking of bare bottoms, yeah. Rihanna. What oh, is she playing at? Flipping it. Where was that in the paper? Is, there is clearly nothing she won't do to get She's on her... It's a photograph of... I, I really... Dis, uh, I'm going to say despise Rihanna. Yeah, I am. She is disgusting. There's a picture of her on her hands and knees. She's wearing a tiny little crop top uh, up top. She's wearing nothing down below. And there's a man pouring water on her back as she poses for a photo shoot. In my day, pop stars were Dana or the blonde one from uh, Dollar and the woman. Uh, and they kept their clothes on. It was all in the mind, in the imagination. Now, you can see a, you know... Everything goes. You can see her Wang Chung and everything. I went to a children's party recently. Yes. And they put MTV on and let it go. Oh, just let no, it roll. No, no. Um, you know, as the soundtrack to the party. No. You can't do that anymore. No. You can't do that anymore. And so one of the kids was standing in front of the telly imitating the moves. Oh. It's, it's all wrong. Oh, wait. 459-455-555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Biggleswade, the A1 southbound partially blocked at Biggleswade North Roundabout. Uh, that's after a vehicle's broken down. And we've had an update in from Lisa to say there are queues on the approach at the moment. Also in Aylesbury on the speed sensors, the Oakfield Road looking heavy at the A41 junction as you leave the centre of town. The M25 anti-clockwise starting to build up between junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Public transport all looking good with no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 6.46, it's Thursday the 10th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Health officials say that urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Dr Nicola Smith from the Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group told this programme that a merger wouldn't solve the problem. A Hertfordshire charity is aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre. Resolve, based in Welland Garden City, will offer drinkers advice and help. And in sport, Manchester United are out of the Champions League after a 3-1 defeat away to holders by Munich. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. It's a bit of a chilly start for some areas. We've got temperatures between 2 and 6 degrees at the moment, um, the higher valleys in some of the towns. We've got a few mist patches as well. They won't last long through the morning. All in all, it's going to be a really nice day. Lots of sunshine around, particularly through the morning, with some cloud bubbling up here and there into the afternoon. Not quite enough to spoil those spells of sunshine, though. The winds are going to be light, just a very, very small, even negligible chance of catching one or two light showers this afternoon. Um, just a little bit more in the way of cloud, but all in all pretty nice today. Top temperatures up to 16 degrees, that's 61 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight it will stay mostly dry. We've got some clouds spilling down from the north, so milder tonight than it was last night with lows of around 8 or 9 degrees. So a cloudy start to the day tomorrow, perhaps a few spots of rain over the tops of the hills. And then um, into tomorrow, yes, dry and bright, just slightly cooler than today. And it's looking dry and mostly fine over the weekend too. That's the forecast. 
every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they start introducing American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Justin Dealey is... Uh, where are you today, Justin? Morning, boss. I am live in Berkhamsted, the home, home of, of our the big, big tour. tour. The home of the big tour. Now, yes. we've got something very, very important to talk about. OK. But first of all, th- th- you might be interested in this story that Catherine... Is oh, just... I don't want to read this. Why? It's nonsense. Come on. I find Come it offensive. On. Let's be having you. Well, you know, the Sun did a really, um, you know, a, a, a campaign to make sure every woman checked herself. Copper feel. Yeah, the copper feel campaign. Yeah. And they really, it was not about um, looking at young girls with their boobs out and mm-hmm. holding them in a comedy manner. No. It was a serious health message. Yes, good yeah. for them. Well yeah. done. Well done, guys. Page 25 of the Sun. Britain's boobs are growing and the biggest are in Wigan. The average bra size you've, has gone from 34C in 2011 to 34D now, but it's an impressive 36F in the northwest town. You, you didn't read the headline. Oh. Wigan's biggins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what what am I doing in Berkhamsted? Why am I not in Wigan? My gran lived in Wigan for a while. And was she... Uh, I, I would say that... Is it, is it accurate? I don't know. I, can I say this? It's not just that they've got big boobs. It's the home of the pie. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, okay. mounds, yeah. Did yeah. I... D- Justin, you, you yes. were listening to the last 40 seconds of broadcast. Yes. Did I just, in a roundabout way, ask Catherine Boyle how big her grandmother's breasts were? Yes, I think so. I did, didn't I? I think that's a relevant question, though. I think you can just about... She's not originally from Wigan, oh. so it's, it's not <laughs> a question they, I'm prepared to answer. Do they increase... Oh, that's reminding me. I just think that's a stupid story and it annoys me. Why does that annoy you? Because it's making fun of women. Oh, come on. No, no, you see, what it's doing is getting us talking about hey. it. And then we can make people safe. Yeah, OK. Yes. Well, when they're doing something about prostate cancer, then we'll talk. Hey, they've invented um, uh, a blood test to test for prostate cancer now, so you haven't okay. got to have the old... Uh, which is a shame. Ooh. I think that takes some of the fun out of it. Really? <laughs> yeah! Most <laughs> men dread that, don't they? Oh, uh, once they dread it until you... I've had a... Um, um, I can say rectal examination. I had a camera... 13 centimetres. Yeah, I'm in that club. Uh, the uh, it, Yes, exactly. Mm. And, um... <sighs> It's not that bad, is it, Just? Yes. Oh, is it? If <laughs> you enjoyed that, there's something wrong with you. No, I didn't enjoy it, but I'm just saying it wasn't. It was. It wasn't painful. It was yeah. uncomfortable, and it was. It was um, embarrassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the embarrassment is is that's kind of my issue, and you kind of get over that, really. Do you? As a woman, yeah. Obviously, we are subjected to quite intrusive tests from quite an early age. Yeah. You just have to go to your happy place. Yeah, yeah, I was in my happy place. That's what you do. You disconnect your brain from yeah. what's going on. They're looking at you like a mechanic looks at an engine. Exactly. Can I make one point here? Yeah. Um, Guys, across beds, hearts and bucks, enjoy your breakfast. Can I just read one more story, Just, yeah. before we, we, we get to what we uh, want to talk to you about? I've got some reaction coming in already, by the way. A woman has told how her life has been... This is from the uh, Daily Mail. A woman has told how her life has been turned into a nightmare by a rare illness that gives her up to 50 orgasms a day. Amanda Grice, 24, says her condition, persistent genital arousal disorder, can be triggered by anything from riding in a car to loud bass sounds. It can happen anywhere, and sometimes I'll have five back-to-back, she says. It's wow. not pleasurable. What? 
after now here's the line after years of suffering in silence Miss Grice finally found a pelvic expert who's put her on a regime of exercise and meditation uh, combined with medication to numb the affected areas. So you think you've got problems, Justin? This woman here, Amanda Grice, 24. Why thousand. go and see that doctor? Just enjoy. Oh! Now, Justin, you've got, yes. what, what have you got for us? Why are we here? Uh, well, we're talking about baked beans, aren't we, this morning? Yes, it's um, In all the papers, uh, an environment minister has agreed we should cut down on eating baked beans. No, no exactly. Can't do it, can't do uh, it. Methane has an effect in the atmosphere 20 times greater than carbon dioxide. Wowzers. Lady Verma said that we need to moderate our behaviour uh, when it comes to baked beans. So, it's in all the papers today. Um, I'm here in Berkhamsted for the big tour, and I've been getting reaction on baked beans already. Uh, here's what people have had to say. Bob, we're here in Berkhamsted for the big tour. How fantastic is this town? It's all right. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Do you like your baked beans? Yes. Yeah. Would you give them up? No. Why not? Oh, I enjoy them. Yeah. What about saving the planet? I've had, what baked beans? What's yeah, it got to do with yeah. the planet? Well, global warming. Nah. We all know what baked beans do, correct? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you not give them up to save the planet? No. It's <laughs> a bit rude, isn't it? It is. Yeah, so no. You don't really care about the planet. I do, but I like my baked beans. OK, fair enough. And Banana Rama, yes or no? Yes. Good man. We like you. Thank you very much, sir. Have a good day. Take okay. care. Right. So there you go. That was Bob. I think, uh, Ian, this morning, that's going to be pretty much a reaction all morning. People are not going to give up their baked beans. And what a great laugh. <laughs> Scientific survey there, conducted mm. by the one and only Justin. Exactly. I love the way you can do uh, beans and Banana Rama and anything else. But the thing about beans is we know they're good for you. Beans, beans, beans are good for your heart. Yes. The more you eat, the more you're putting the planet in danger. But the message is, though, you know, if we are going to be eating baked beans, just to maybe moderate our behaviour, instead of having, what, uh, ten portions a week, have five portions. Because ten portions? Yeah, some people do. Some people have them yeah. all the time. Baked yeah. beans for dinner, things like that. It's and wrong. Beans, that counts as two of your five a day, or seven a day, because you've got tomato sauce yeah. and baked beans. I think it's only one. But uh, if you have that with an appetizer, that's a two. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, yes. What's your favourite foreign letter? <sighs> Can I get back to you on that one? Yes, please. Okay. Maybe There's you can so do a little cheek, cheeky little vox on it as well. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Excellent, Justin. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Right, Catherine. Should we call it a day? Um. Yeah. All right, well, JBS well, no, I'll, I'll, coming I'll be, up. I'll be here. I'm contractually obliged to stay till nine. Okay, um, okay. We'll I'll, I'll go next door. Thanks very much. 08459 455 555. Your favourite uh, foreign punctuation accent, your favourite foreign letter. Now, we won't get any phone calls on this, but I guarantee this is the best phone-in you've ever heard in your life. That's a fact. Why am I playing Coldplay? They're rubbish. Call it magic. Call it true Call it magic When I'm with you And I just got broken Broken into two Still I call it magic 
to uh, my new song it's called Magic I'd rather not your songs are really creepy Travel news for beds cards and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio the M25 anti-clockwise, slow going between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Also on the sensors in Harpenden, the high street is heavy in both directions around Station Road. Public transport Greater Anglia have lines via Seven Sisters may be cancelled or delayed by up to 20 minutes after a signalling problem. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Right, lots coming up in the next hour of the show including boozing on the streets. What is going to happen with Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals? What's your favourite foreign letter? Let's get the news with Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock. The headlines. Health officials won't rule out Bedford and Milton Keynes merger. Funding boost for Bedfordshire companies and bid to reduce drinking on the streets of Hatfield. BBC Three Counties Radio. Health officials say urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. A review of health care is currently underway following problems at the paediatric department in Bedford. Merging health services is thought to be one option, but Dr Nicholas Smith from the Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group told this programme a merger wouldn't solve the problem. It may well be about what the hospital's working differently because, I mean, we, we do, obviously, we do work with Bedford Hospital in Milton Keynes, but also we work with other hospitals as well, for example, Oxford and Northampton, Stoke Mandeville. So patients go to lots of different hospitals. So simply merging with Bedford, I don't think, is going to solve the problem. It's about looking at very different models of care. Two Bedfordshire businesses are to share £6 million in government funding to help create new jobs. The Regional Growth Fund grants have been awarded to the car technology companies Haywood Tyler in Luton and Millbrook Proving Ground. The Deputy Prime Minister, Nick Clegg, says the grants will help the local economy. Well, the main benefit, of course, is 700 jobs in the east of England, which will be protected or created because of the £6 million that we're providing through the Regional Growth Fund to, um, to two projects in the, in the region. They, in turn, of course, are putting much, much more money from the private sector, £40 million, uh, into the local economy. Police have charged a fifth man in connection with a shooting in Leicester Road in Luton in May last year. 31-year-old Marbu Baig of Overston Road in the town has been charged with conspiracy to murder Atif Ali. Four other men have also been charged with conspiracy to murder and are currently awaiting trial. A motorcyclist has been killed in a crash in High Wycombe. His bike was in collision with a van on London Road at around 10 o'clock yesterday morning. The 45-year-old was pronounced dead at the scene. A report suggests the government may have wasted hundreds of millions of pounds stockpiling the antiviral drug Tamiflu. It says the drug shortened symptoms of flu by just half a day, but did not reduce hospital admissions or complications. A Hertfordshire charity is aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre, where alcohol can already be confiscated. Resolve, based in Welling Garden City, will offer drinkers advice and help. An alcohol control zone exists in Hatfield's marketplace, but these residents say there's still a problem. It's terrible. It really is. No one takes any notice, please, or anyone. I wouldn't come in here overnight. If you read what's written on the signs, what the bylaw is, it doesn't say you're not allowed to drink here. It says you must stop drinking if you're asked to stop drinking. People don't come down here at night because of all the drink around. Well, I wouldn't walk down here at night with it all. Most graduates will still be paying back their student loans until they're in their early 50s. According to the Institute for Fiscal Studies, ministers insist changes to tuition fees will help poorer students. In sport, Manchester United are out of the Champions League after a 3-1 defeat. A way to hold us Bayern Munich saw them lose 4-2 on aggregate. The weather sunny spells this morning, but cloudy later with a chance of showers. A maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks It's good community spirit Everybody knows everybody It's all about where you live It's a biggish town, but it's got a villagey feel And all this week, we're featuring Berkhamstead Sometimes if I'm in town and it's sunny and it's lunchtime I just buy a sandwich and go and sit down by the canal and enjoy it The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you, Simon. Excellent stuff as always. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about today, including 
there's going to be a healthcare shake-up for Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Street boozers get a stern wagging of the finger. And beans, beans, good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you bring about the end of the world. Also, what's your favourite um, accent, foreign accent punctuation type thing? And your favourite foreign letter? Mine's the German double S. It's the best phoning I've ever done. And the fact that you lot aren't phoning in says a lot about you, not about me. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Simon's in Sandy. Morning, Simon. Good morning. What would you like to say, sir? I was just going to join the Big Beans debate. Oh, yes, go on, yes. Yeah, I was saying yesterday's newspaper was telling us that we should eat more beans because it lowers our cholesterol, and it's uh, telling us uh, we shouldn't because the environment's uh, in trouble. Uh, uh, so, well, so a contrast. It, it, it's an exact contrast. It's a thing of, do we want to live for longer by eating beans, yet die early because we've killed the planet by eating beans? Yeah, I do a bit with, with food and nutrition because I work in catering and there's a lot more things that set off that kind of thing, like fizzy drinks are the worst thing, apparently. How, how important are beans in your diet, Simon? Oh, not that important. Oh. It depends on the brand, though. You've got to get the brand right. Well, this is, the, no, I, this is what I was going to say. That I, I really don't think there's any point in trying to save a few pence on beans because, man, you can taste the difference, can't you? Absolutely. You can't buy. You cannot buy store own brand. Well, I've, I've been in catering a long, long time, and you can't beat that top of the range beans that we're talking about. Simon, thank you very much indeed. You, you, you cannot scrimp. We're, I'm all for saving a few pence here and there, a few pennies here, a few pence here adds up, and suddenly you've got you say forty-seven pence, which is significant these days. But when it comes to beans, and trust me, I've tried. I've tried them all. You cannot scrimp on baked beans. Absolutely. There was something of a revolt in my household when we were about... It was during the recession of the late 80s, early 90s. I remember it well. Mum tried on the uh, different ketchup, different beans. you, you, You can't mess with those. And what... There are some perverts out there, maybe you're one of them, they make their own baked beans. Because they think it's clever, and you just follow the recipe. How? You just follow. You get some beans, and you put some. Yeah. Sort of... What ketchup? Right. Okay. You're not taking. It. I thought you were taking it seriously, and it turns out you're not. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, health bosses say services across Milton Keynes and Bedfordshire, <coughs> excuse me, need a radical shake-up to avoid a financial crisis. Dr Nicholas Smith from the Clinical Commissioning Group told us earlier a merger between Bedford and Milton Keynes wouldn't solve the problem, but more collaboration is needed to stop them running up a combined debt of £100 million within the next few years. Her comments came mid, uh, come midway through a review sparked by problems in Bedford Hospital's paediatric department. Well, the Labour parliamentary spokesperson for Milton Keynes South is Andrew Pakes. joins me now. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. Andrew, what do you make of this report? Uh, well, I think this report at long last shines a light on the, you know, the enormous pressure facing not just the two hospitals, but health services across Milton Keynes and Bedford 
Bedfordshire. I think we've all known anyone who's used the hospital uh, recently or tried to get a GP appointment knows that we've got some amazing staff doing brilliant work, but things have got a lot tougher as resources are beginning to feel the pinch. But what this report is missing so far is... Uh, you know, how the public will be involved in taking the final decisions that the review publishes about our local health services. The report at the moment doesn't make any recommendations. It's still a while to go, but it does set out rather a stark picture, doesn't it? Absolutely. We know, you know, what we know in Milton Keynes, uh, and it may well be the same for your listeners in Bedfordshire, is that we've got a growing population, both more people coming to the city, but people getting older. So that's a double challenge of growing old and growing bigger. But we also know that over the last two to three years, which is what the review says, the financial pressures handed down upon the NHS locally by the government have made things a lot tougher for our doctors and nurses to get on with the job uh, they train to do. Are the two hospitals going to have to merge? I think the greater sense of collaboration that, that Dr Smith was talking about uh, has to be on the table. I think there's got to be smarter ways of working. But I want to be absolutely clear that any options have to, in my view, stick to the, you know, the NHS principles that the public overwhelmingly endorse. I want to see whatever happens to be publicly funded. I want it to be publicly accountable. I don't want to see what's happening in other areas with big private healthcare companies uh, coming in and taking over the running of services for a private profit. You know, the NHS is one of the great wonders of the world. It's got many faults, as we know, but we've got to stick to those principles of being a good public service if we want to make it better. So are you not ruling out merging? Uh, I would love to see what the final options say. Um, I, I get from the review the real challenges we're facing. Now, if there's better ways of doing things, I'm not sure merger is the way forward. Um, I think collaboration. I think getting more prevention so we stop people having to go to A&E in the first place. Getting more health services out in the community so people can pop to their local doctor's surgery and get some of the daycare help rather than actually having to go to the hospital and taking up bed space or using doctors there. You know, people are living long so yeah. we've got to have different ways of doing things. It, what, what, the, the, what's the difference between merging and collaboration? Is, or is it just semantics? Uh, I hope not. The last health review we had, which you may remember, the Healthier Together review, sparked controversy across the region. It wasn't just beds and MK. It took in Kettering. It took in uh, Luton and Dunstable. And what that was talking about was reducing or cutting back on A&E services and taking away consultants from some of the maternity units at other hospitals. If this review says that you know, bringing together Milton Keynes and Bedford means that one of the two hospitals loses its maternity unit consultants or we downgrade the A&E unit, I think that would be a disaster for the city. And that's why I think whatever happens here, the public have got to have the final say in the kind of hospital and the kind of NHS we have locally. They won't, though, will they, Andrew? If, if you know, £100 million is being lost or thereabouts, uh, the public are going to say, no, keep all the services in my local hospital, don't change, don't move, don't close anything. It's not realistic, is it? I think we can see a lot more services put out to doctor surgeries, into the community. We can do a lot better visits to older people in their homes so they're actually getting the support and care they need rather than uh, being forced to go into hospital and taking up bed spaces. I think we can get people out of hospital a lot sooner if there's the community care out there. So there are options. Uh, but we've talked before about that huge campaign at Lewisham uh, down in London when the government tried to force a closure of the A&E down there. We know the public... Are very 
very passionate about the National Health Service, and rightly so. Uh, and I want to see whatever happens here is about improving the NHS. Look, and if I've got to go and knock on the door of the government, and if other people have got to join me in Milton Keynes to get us more cash to actually keep the services we need because we're one of the fastest growing areas in the country, I'm willing to do that. I just want to make sure this, this review doesn't sell short a growing population and the kind of health service we all want locally. Andrew, I appreciate your time and no doubt we'll speak about this again at some point in the future. Thanks Thank very you, much. Ian. Thank you. It's uh, Labour parliamentary spokesperson for Milton Keynes South, Andrew Pakes, clean, uh, Keir, what am I trying to say here? Hang on a second. Keen, that's the word. Yes. It's, it's quarter past seven in the morning. Well, I can't speak properly. Uh, keen to get your thoughts uh, on this. 08459 455 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got to say, the Daily Mail really is... Um, it's going to town on... Uh, what's that child called? Prince George. It's going to town on it. There is another Prince George pullout. Another gorgeous George picture supplement to melt your heart. You pull it out, look. Gorgeous George picture souvenir. Mummy's little prince. There's a picture of him pulling hair. There's a picture of him looking at a baby. There's a picture of him standing up. Oh, my boys have got those shoes. And there's a picture of him looking stern. Even at this young age, he knows, he looks like he knows he is um, privileged and superior to all those other babies well, in there. all babies know they're the boss of everything. Yes. They know. But he, he's just got a regal air about him that's like, yeah, I know we're all babies, but I'm king baby. I would love to give those cheeks a squeeze. Come he's on, cute. Then. Oh, you mean the baby's cheeks? I yeah. thought you... Um, shall yeah. I put my trousers back on? Oh, stop it. Steady. Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Morning. What do you have a whinge about today? Uh, well, I'm just common sense speaking here. Go on. Um, Good morning, when, common sense. When they start talking about the National Health Service yes. and spreading the money more friendly by putting it out into the community, yeah. well, that, as long as it doesn't diminish the amount the hospitals have got, for a start, right. so I'm not going to use the fun that, for fancy hospitals because that would make them worse. And furthermore, I, I've never had seen a sign, really, that spreading money out into the community more thinly has ever worked. Right. Okay. Well, these hospitals are losing uh, a million pounds, but uh, so sorry, a hundred million pounds between them. What do you say? What do you suggest they do? Well, I, I thought it was all ring fence. So, uh, what are the extra, all the extra services that's come from that hundred million pounds? I'd like to know what what no. where the hundred million pounds has gone. Well, it's not it's not extra services. It's the fact that there are more people and they are living longer. You're part of the problem, Peter. No, not really. Not really. The problem is... The problem 100 is... A hundred years ago... Uh, right, 50 years ago... Yeah. Y- you're, how old are you, Peter? You're in your 70s, is that right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, 70 to do. Fif- fi- <laughs> 70 to do. <laughs> Good for you. Well done. 50 years ago, yeah. you'd have been dead. There weren't many 70-year-olds around. Well, 50 years ago, you'd have been 20. But well, you get the point. Well, what does that mean? That means to say we've contributed a lot more years. Yeah, but you've not contributed uh, a, a, a lot more money. Oh, excuse me, but, excuse me, but uh, the government take 43% of yep. my rent every oh. year. <laughs> well, I know, but you're living in council accommodation. Well, so I'm subsidising you. No, no, you're not. I've got a mortgage. I'm paying yeah, tax. Yeah, I'm subsidising you. Mortgage, but you've got a mortgage, but I subsidise you for my rent. How are you subsidising my mortgage with the Halifax? Well, well, because if you look at the... Looking forward to hearing this. Between 4 
five billion pounds yeah. from rents. Now, uh, the social rents have been in the black for about... How are you subsidising my mortgage? Well, because, because that means to say there's taxation coming from a different position that you don't pay. Yeah, how are you subsidising my mortgage? Because well, if, you, if can you just su- send me a cheque directly? I didn't say I'm, I'm subsidising you. I didn't say I was sub. You said that. Okay, what in what way are you subsidising me? Well, because they're, they're, they're getting. Taxation. I'm subsidising you. No, they're getting. Well, how can it be they've been in the black for twenty, twenty-five years? Peter, always fun to spar. I wish we could uh, talk for a bit longer, but I'm late for the travel. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, we've got reports that the portway is partially blocked around the Pinham roundabout, not far from the M1 Junction 14 after an accident. Looking slow in the area there. Also in St Albans, Harpenden is heavy in Harpenden Road, sorry, heavy in both directions around Marshall's Wick. The M25 anti-clockwise very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. Then on public transport, Greater Anglia have lines via Seven Sisters may be cancelled or delayed by up to 20 minutes after a signalling problem. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much for that. Right, 7.17, it's Thursday already. The 10th of April, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Health officials say that urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Dr Nicola Smith from the Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group told this programme that a merger wouldn't solve the problem. A Hertfordshire charity is aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre. Resolve, based in Welland Garden City, will offer drinkers advice and help. And in sport, Manchester United are out of the Champions League after a 3-1 defeat away to holders by Munich. BBC Three Counties Radio. This Saturday we're bringing you a special Three Counties Sport. We're on air from 12 as Luton face an early game at home to Braintree. It's there, it's McGeehan, in at the near post and Luton have the goal. As soon as that game finishes, we'll turn our attention to Watford, MK Dons, Stevenage and Wickham with live coverage of all four matches. What a goal from Troy Deeney! My goodness me, what a goal from Isle McLeod! And Darius Charles it is, who just rockets a header in. And it's a set-piece success for Wickham Football's fun. Three County Sports, Saturday from... Everybody likes a kick around Football's fun. I made myself chuckle. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This the song is Ian Lee. BBC Three song. Counties Radio. Wow. I've written a song. What was it? You need to, hang on, you need to to the music. Hang on. Okay, uh, uh, I like to join in with your songs. You, well, what you do is, you, fair play, you take them to the next level. I, my favourite of yours is, I'm a sexy guy, I'm a sexy guy. That's a private song. I do, only do that when I'm doing press-ups against the desk next to you in I the know. office. Right, OK, so... This Saturday, we we're bringing you a special three-county sport. So this is the music. We're yeah. on air from 12. We'll have to ask Mike if we can get, get the, the music, get rid of these. Feeling it, feeling the beat. Football's fun. Football's fun. MK Don, Stevenage and... Everybody likes a kick around. Football's fun. Football... No thanks, Catherine. Catherine, no thanks. No thanks. We don't need um, a camp version of the bass line from um, that Lou Reed song. 
Listen, you always need a camp version of that. What is that Lou Reed song called? Take a walk, walk on the, the wild side. We don't need that. Okay. And Kelly Betts is my collaborator. Thanks. Thank you. So carry on. What a goal from Isaac McLeod. Look, a kick around. Football's fun. Rockets are headering. Football's fun. Success for Wickham Everybody likes a kick around. Football's fun. Here on BBC. Football's fun. Football's fun, football's fun, everyone likes to kick around, football's fun, football's fun. I think we get the idea. Everyone likes to kick around, football's fun. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Are you happy with that? I think that is blinded. That is blinded. We have a call. I'm guessing a complaint. (laughs) No, that's probably Pete Waterman or or Malcolm McLaren. Probably not him. He's no longer with us. Saying, I'll have that. I'll have that song. That's a winner. Might be Paul McCartney at last. Oh, brother. What's your name? It's a record producer. We're in. We're in. Excellent stuff. Well, we'll do a a serious story while Kelly Betts and my fortunes change. We'll be millionaires by nine o'clock. Street drinking. It's banned in Hatfield Town Centre. But from now on, you're just as likely to get a uh, conversation as a confiscation. Yeah. Thanks to £18,000 of funding from Hertfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner, workers from drug and alcohol charity Resolve will be in and around Marketplace five days a week, offering advice and support to problem drinkers. Here's what people in Hatfield Town Centre told our reporter. It's terrible. It really is. No one takes any notice, police or anyone. I wouldn't come in here overnight. It's quite frightening, actually. I don't like it, period. It shouldn't be seen. It just is a social thing. I don't think it should be seen. Why drink in the streets? Go and drink in a pub if you have to. You see it more or less anywhere you go these days in any town centre. I just think it's a shame that so many people have turned to drink. But with how things are now that it's worked out, with the money situation and the government taking their benefits away, I think it's driving the youngsters to drink. I wish they'd open more youth clubs for the youngsters. I think where they closed a lot of those may be some of the trouble. It's not very nice having people wandering about drunk during the day or during the evening in the town centre. And anything that can be done to stop it would be a good idea. People don't come down here at night because of all the drink around. Well, I wouldn't walk down here at night with it all. People aren't at work, youngsters are at school, aren't they, during the day? They have nowhere else to go. They hang around the town centre. It stems from home. I think parents should be involved with it rather than just counselling the children. Everything stems from the home first, doesn't it? You should know where your children are. If you know where your children are, what they're doing, they're your responsibility. So you should be the one. The start of it, anyway. Then if you can't control it, then get help. But if you know where they are, they wouldn't be hanging around the town centres, would they? I know lots of people, they would like to stop drinking, but they don't know how to or where to go to. And if somebody would help them or they would offer the help and they shouldn't go and ask for help. Well, Joe Heaney is from Resolve and joins me on the now. Morning, Joe. Good morning, Ian. Joe, how bad is the problem there? Um, well, I mean, it, it, there are a number of uh, reports that uh, have been made um, by the Safety Partnership team um, identifying specific areas where um, groups of people are gathering and have been gathering now for, uh, we estimate, around 10 or so years. Um, I would say they're isolated um, incidents and isolated areas. It's not as if it's a widespread issue across the entire area of Welling and Hatfield. Um, however, 
I think the um, effects arising in these situations are somewhat disproportionate to the number of people that are actually involved. So how many, is, is it the, the kind of same hardcore group of boozers that are doing this? Um, I think, I think this, what's important to understand is what, what we have is a, a population in which there will be a very low number of people who will suffer from alcohol and or drug related issues. And so in terms of sort of identifying a specific group of people as hardcore, I think that's a bit harsh. Um, what we do have is we have a small number of people who will suffer from issues arising addiction, and alcoholism is one of those. Um, and that will be a continuous thing. I mean, unless somebody can find a magic addiction, there will always be a small number of people. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? When it comes to addiction, whether it be drugs or alcohol, um, if someone comes up to you and, and tries to have a chat, that isn't necessarily going to do a lot, is it? Because these people will get clean and sober when they want to get clean and sober. Uh, I think it's, it's a number of factors. I mean, you know, the first thing is, in order to get clean and sober, you have to know where to go to do that. Now, it's, you know, there are not big red signs saying treatment this way, please. It is true that large numbers of people who are involved in drugs do find routes into treatment, but it may be that the treatment processes they've been involved with have not worked for them. And we believe, at Resolve, that this is a, a new way of offering an opportunity to people who perhaps haven't managed to find a treatment path that's appropriate for them yet. What is your, your treatment plan at Resolve, Joe? Is it is it 12-step? How does it work? Um, no, uh, Resolve actually is not 12-step. We support the 12-step process, and for those of your uh, listeners that won't know, that's uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and that's a self-help process. Um, we are a an, an independent um, psychosuspension service and what that means is we offer um, therapeutic methodology, um, cognitive behavioural therapy, uh, one-to-one counselling, person-centred and our approach is the core of our service is a structured therapeutic programme. And so what, you'll be going up to these uh, these, uh, troubled souls in in the centre of town and offering them therapy? What exactly will you be saying to them? I mean, what we've been doing, I mean, the project only started on the 1st of April, so... Um, early you know, days. Yeah, it's very, very early days. At this moment in time, we are... Um, I mean, the team that I've got, Dean and Carol, that are currently working um, in the town centre area of Hatfield, are going out, introducing themselves, um, getting to know who the people are um, that are um, the people of concern, and then identifying what their needs are. And, and then I think mostly it will be finding out what is missing from those lives, supporting them to get the needs met. You know, in some cases, some of these people are homeless. So, you know, they need housing. Um, and if we can help and support and find ways to, to get the needs that these people have met, that in turn will promote and likely bring them into treatment, which in turn will get them off the streets, which in turn uh, will reduce the uh, antisocial behaviour and any criminal activity that's alongside um, uh, that, that behaviour. £18,000 from uh, the PCC, it's a lot of money. What are you going to do with it? How, where's that going to be used? Uh, well, £80,000 sounds like a lot of money. Um, all that's funding is two workers, 16 hours a week for one year. Um, 16 hours a week is not a lot of time um, to be able to put into, um, you know, doing this, this work. All the rest of the project is being funded by ourselves. Um, my time is being put in, um, obviously, all resources and so on. Um, we're managing to secure some money through um, Safety Partnership um, for IT equipment, 
Um, the workspace space um, are very kindly offering free at the moment some, some space for us to sit in and use their cafe facilities. And we're talking about arrangements um, where we can have a more permanent base um, once we've got space within space, um, no pun intended. Um, and we'll be looking for further funding to, to, to further grow the project. And finally, Joe, there might be some cynics out there who think you're doing the police's dirty work for them. Oh, no, absolutely want to make this clear. Uh, this project is not policing street drinkers. We will not be in any way involved in, in the legal side of whether or not they should or shouldn't be drinking. This is a project that is specifically targeted at helping people get off the streets and into treatment. Um, the police will be doing the policing and Resolve will be looking to support people as best we can. Joe, good to talk to you. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Cheers for that. It's Joe Heaney from Resolve. Uh, helping people out and about. 08459 When we come back from um, the news with Simon, do you want to put... The, should we do the... What's your favourite foreign punctuation uh, accent and uh, your favourite foreign letter? Should we, put, we, do you want to rack those calls up? We, yeah, OK, we can do that. Rack I those thought calls also up. maybe off the back of what Joe said, we could ask people whether there's a problem in their town centre yep. and whether something similar would help there. Yep, OK. Um, but if you rack up the calls yeah, for I'll, your favourite foreign letter... I'll rack it up. We could we could rack them up during the news. Yeah, so maybe, maybe give the number out again. Oh eight four five. Well, should I? I don't want you to, you girls to be deluged. No, yeah, we, we, okay. we, we can handle it. Yeah, yeah. That is why I like you guys so much. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You're both doing it. What? Uh-huh. Your favourite foreign letter. Your favourite uh, foreign uh, accent. I don't mean. I don't want people to phone up and do an Indian voice. Mine. What about is, Welsh. No, mine is the umlaut. Um, uh, Catherine, yours. I like a tilde. And, uh, Kelly, you've got a favourite foreign letter, it turns out. Yeah, I like the... The double L in Welsh. Oh, do it again? <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? 08459 455 555. Get in quick, because this really is going to take off. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had a call from Michelle in Luton. Morning, uh, Michelle! <laughs> between Hitchin and the Midland Road, just through the Contraflow Works. A bus has broken down right in the middle, so that's really going to cause delays throughout the morning rush. Uh, in Milton Keynes, we've got reports the Poultway is partially blocked around the Pine and Roundabout, not far from the M1 Junction 14 following an accident. Public Transport London Midlands have buses replacing trains between Bletchley and Bedford after a train fault. And Greater Anglia have possible delays or cancellations of up to 20 minutes on lines via Seven Sisters. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Health officials say urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Merging health services is thought to be one option, but Dr Nicholas Smith from the Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group told this programme that a merger wouldn't solve the problem. Police have charged a fifth man in connection with a shooting in Leicester Road in Luton in May last year. 31-year-old Mabu Beg of Overston Road in the town has been charged with conspiracy to murder Atif Ali. And a Hertfordshire charity is aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre where alcohol can already be confiscated. Resolve, based in Welling Garden City, will offer drinkers advice and help. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Manchester United are out of the Champions League after a 3-1 defeat away to holders Bayern Munich. David Moyes' team losing 4-2 on aggregate. We had a great chance at 2-1 to go 2-2. So I think in the, we've had opportunities. We have to be fair that you know, Munich are a good team and we had to defend really well. But we did create opportunities to score tonight, probably more so than we did even in the first game. So I'm disappointed we didn't take those chances. We had three or four good, good opportunities. But in the end, we couldn't quite get it. Barcelona are also out after losing 1-0 at Atletico Madrid and 2-1 overall. So Chelsea are joined in tomorrow's semi-final draw by Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid. Luton will be crowned conference champions tonight if Cambridge lose at Woking. If Cambridge win or draw, the Hatters will have a chance to confirm their return to the Football League at home to Braintree on Saturday lunchtime. Striker Mark Cullen is concentrating on that. All we can concentrate on is our next game, which is Saturday. doesn't doesn't really bother me what happens on Thursday. It's, it's not on my hand, so I just concentrate for Saturday. Everyone's just focusing on, on getting the job finished. We've, we've worked really hard all season to get into this position, and now we just need to finish it off. The US Masters Golf, the first major of the year, starts later at Augusta. With Tiger Woods missing, Rory McIlroy's the bookie's favourite, but Buckingham's Luke Donald hopes to make an impact as well. I know if I get off to a good start, I usually continue that throughout the week. You know, that's sort of uh, a big uh, thing that I need to try and do this week. Obviously, uh, it's my 10th Masters. I'm, I know uh, what is needed and uh, hopefully I can produce some uh, golf that I know I can play. And in ice hockey, Czech defender Lukas Zatopek is leaving the Milton Keynes Lightning after six years at the club. Supporters had helped pay his wages for several seasons. Such was his popularity. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ow! I just ran over my toe. I take my shoes off when I do the uh, show and I just ran over my toe. so funny. Why are you late? (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Two words. Yes? Employment tribunal. Whoa, I wasn't doing... I screamed to mean the news is finished and you ran in the room further and then it was silent and then you had to run out. What was taking up his time? (laughs) (laughs) You've got a caller. (laughs) It's just... I I went into the way this works is we're in the, we're in two separate studios. For I'm good in, reason. I'm in the master studio, Hiya. and uh, Catherine and Kelly are in the mistress studio. Hello. And I went into their studio to hang out, try and write some new songs with Kelly. <laughs> and um, uh, Catherine was 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 really putting on a show. She really was. I had to lean across them to um, to type something. Oh, did I drop something. some coins on the floor? Let me pick these up. Sorry, guys. OK, let's talk to uh, Stephen Stevenson. How are those uh, crunches going? Really well. I got the hula hoop out last night. <laughs> you're not supposed to eat crisps while you're doing it. <laughs> no, the, I'm talking Grace Jones-style hula hooping. <laughs> Slave to the rhythm. You do look like her. Sweaty. Uh, <laughs> how, how many crunches did you do last night? Ten really fast ones. But I was hula hooping for a good 20 minutes. <laughs> Watching the telly. <laughs> you've totally... Try not to knock things off the shelf. You've got this sussed. I have. Uh, so we're taking... Have you racked up the phone calls for your favourite foreign letter? Yeah, all one uh, of them. Because I've got loads on... Well, I mean, I've got some on Twitter. Hang on a second. Um, 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 someone liked the Polish L... That makes a wuh sound. Yes, yeah. like Lech Wałęsa. Yeah, yeah, Lech Wałęsa. That was uh, credit where it's due. That's Callum. Steve's in Stevington. Morning, Steve. 
Stevenson. Hi, hi, Ian. Morning, Stephen Stevenson. Stevenson. Steve. Hi. Steve. Steve. In Stevington. Yeah. Are you? Yes. What have you called in about? I, I like this phone in. I'm a big fan of the German uh, S set. The, what, what's it called? S set. That's the double S. It is. Yeah. Geschwister. What? Geschwister. Uh, it's not in that. I don't think. Is it? I think it is. It's in. It's in the um, Vista part of Geschwister. Right. G, E, S. Set. C. Are you writing this down? Yeah. H. W. I. No, I'm just making sure you've got it. I was waiting for you to. Oh, right. No, no. Sorry, I, did. I have got it. Yeah. I. Yeah. That uh, sh- the, the double S. S set. T. Yeah. Yes. E. You got that? Yeah. yeah. R. Oh, yeah. Hast yeah. du Geschwister? Hast du... Yeah, uh, ja, ich habe einen Bruder. Um, wo ist ein Bruder? Uh, uh, in London. Oh, das ist in Südostengland. <laughs> in der Nähe von Slau. Nee. Entschuldigung Sie bitte, wie komme ich am besten zum Bahnhof? Durch die... Um, What's your favourite foreign um, punk- uh, accent? And by accent, I don't want you to do one. I mean the punctuation accent. I, I like the... Well, I said the S set, but I, I'm a big fan. That's a letter. OK, of the umlaut. You've just... Huh? You've just copied mine. Because that was mine as well. Um, well, I, I like them both. I, I reckon... Have you called in before, Steve? No. I recognise your voice. Yeah, lots of people say that. <clears throat> well, probably your friends and family. I've got one of those voices. What voices? Recognisable. Sound like other people, I mean. It's a quite bland, distinct, dull, boring, insipid... It takes one to know one. <clears throat> ...voice. Mm. Yeah. Can I, what I'm going to do is I've got a computer here, Steve... Hang on, that sounds familiar. Picture. There's <laughs> a picture of a dog. Yeah, okay. Could you know any lyrics? No. Not to any songs? Uh, I don't listen to songs, really. <sighs> Who's your um, local MP? In Stevington? Yeah. Steve. Uh, that's in Bedfordshire, right? Yeah. I think it's... You think would... It might be Nadine Dorries, but I think... OK. OK. Do you like politics? Uh, it's all right. It's not really. I'm more into football. Yeah. You know cycling is rubbish, don't you? And anyone who likes it is an idiot. It's Paul Scoynes, isn't it? It is. And at that point, I have to say, you begged me to phone in. Right, no. First, right... Uh, I've got emails begging me right. to phone in. That's not a begging. If, no, that was a no, beg. Right, OK. Why have you... Why have you gone for Stephen Stevington? Stephen Stevington. Um, I, I thought it would give you a bit of a boost. It's given me nothing, it's given me nothing Justin. 
Unbelievable. Isn't that Absolutely shameful? Absolutely unbelievable. This man should be sacked immediately. What's he playing at? Stephen Stevington? It's pathetic. Stephen Stevington. Stephen Stevington. This is, this is worse, and I say this with the greatest... Yeah, res- just because you, you, your phone-in was dying... And it's a good phone-in, though. <laughs> it's a good phone-in. Justin's getting me a box for it later. Yeah, yeah that would work on, it would work on radio. Steve, can I just say that the, the last ten minutes of radio are as damaging to the integrity of the BBC as when those two men uh, phoned up Manuel and said they'd slept with his granddaughter? I'll go along with that. This is as damaging to the integrity of the BBC, and I think you should do the honourable thing and let me and Justin bully you for the next few months until you're forced to stand down. I, I don't think I've got a choice, to be honest. You haven't got a no, choice. No. Can I, at that point, publish the email begging me to no, phone in? No, no you can't. Exist. It's con- confidential if, if it existed, which yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Morning. E- even, the, even the truck drivers are against you now, Steve. Paul? Yes. Yeah, putting his thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're out, Paul. Funny oh. enough, he's, um, he's a man with Paul to lose. I think we should put uh, Paul in there for a... Oh, I'd be up for that. Our political reporter doing this live on air. R- it's unbelievable. Rep- political reporter, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say goodbye, Paul, in more ways than one. I mean, Steve. Steve. Justin! <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. And you, and you. Uh, uh, now, baked beans. Yes. We have been told that baked beans are bad, not just for your backside, they are bad for um, the environment. We're killing the planet by enjoying baked beans, mate. It's in all the papers today. It's um, Must be uh, true. It's a real warning from Lady Verma, an environment minister, who's saying that uh, methane has an effect in the atmosphere 20 times greater than carbon dioxide, and she is saying we need to moderate our behaviour now to save the planet. Big news, Ian. Big news. Big news. Well, you've been asking people about whether they could uh, junk the beans. Yes, I'm in Berkhamsted, the home of our big tour this week. I've been asking people, could they give up baked beans here's what people had to say carol do you love baked beans yes i do yeah how many tins a week are we talking here um two two tins a week yes every single week every single week would you give them up no why because i like them i like the color i think they add color to the plate they are um easy to eat up you can also have an egg with them yeah fry bread egg and baked beans on top they're um, reasonable price if, you, if you're short of money. Carol, this all sounds lovely, but you are destroying our planet by eating baked beans. You could save this planet by getting rid of those beans. Do it for the people. No, I won't do it for the people. What about global warming? So all baked beans is global warming? Yeah, we, we all know what they do. Yeah, yeah, Gas is going into the air. Yeah, that's Come right. on, give them up, Carol. Do the right thing. No, no. Um, normally, ladies don't um, fluctuate. <laughs> Do you? Now and again. Off the back of baked beans? No. (laughs) Right, Okay. Do you think people will give up baked beans? No, I don't think they will. They like baked beans. It it might be an April Fool's joke. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. Lady Verma says, a message to you, you need to moderate your behaviour. Is that what it is? Yes. Now, Peter, you don't like baked beans. No, I don't. What's your thoughts on those people that continue to eat them and continue to destroy our planet? I think they should be blown up or set fire to because... uh, uh, our planet cannot take any more of these gases. I mean, some of the people I've spoken to this morning, despite the warnings, they're ignoring those, and they're going to be carrying on eating their baked beans. I mean, it's disgusting, isn't no, it? I, 
I think we should find a separate country where they can all live and they can grow beans and then bake them and then put them in tins. Planet bean? Yeah. Well, Chris, we're here in Berkhamsted for the big topic of the day, baked beans. They are destroying our planet. Would you give them up? Well, if I have to, yes. You know, depends how bad it was. If it was bad, then I would. But um, I do like baked beans, though. <laughs> do they have a negative effect on you and, well, and your body? <gasps> well, you know what baked beans do, the more yeah. you eat, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying to us this morning that you would do the right thing. Yeah. If you had to, you if would give them to, up yeah. to save the planet. Yeah, if I had to, then I would. Very noble of her. Yep, absolutely. Justin, mm. did you get the phone number of the First Lady? Um, you wish. In actual fact, she's about, what, ten yards behind me Good, still? Because I think I may be ever so slightly in love with her. Why? Her attitude to life and baked beans. They yeah. add colour to the plate. Yeah. You can have them with a fried slice or an egg. Yeah. Wonderful. That's my kind of woman. Yeah, I'll tell you what I can do for you. I can probably get Christine live at some point oh. um, after eight o'clock. Would you like that? I love it. Yeah, I we, love we it. She likes the colour of them and yeah. they add colour yeah. to the plate. She is a legend. <laughs> Justin, how's the... Um, what's your favourite foreign letter vox going? You getting the good, good feedback on that? Some good comps? Um, this one's not going too well. What it's, do you mean? Uh, it's not a great phone-in. No. Gotta be, it's, it's not a good one. No. Explain it to me again. How okay. many calls have you had? We had one. Right, OK. And that was Stevan Stebbington. Paul Scoynes, yeah. Right, OK. Yeah. But I can say hand on heart... Where is it? About there. Um, oh, God. There it is. Uh, let me push that out of the way. Uh, hand on heart, this is the best phone-in idea I've ever had in my life. Explain it to me again. If you get more than three calls on this, I'll take it to the streets, because earlier on it failed. Explain it again. It's Come not fa- what you're, it, It's what's your favourite foreign letter. Catherine, explain it to him. You know, um, foreign languages, Justin? Yes. Yeah, modern languages, generally. I don't think... I don't think... The thing is, people speak English everywhere, don't they? So we should be OK. Uh, well, no, not everywhere, Justin. Yeah. Uh, maybe in some, in some languages... <laughs> Sorry, that was harsh. In some languages... Yes. They have different letters to English letters. To tell you how you pronounce things. Right. Uh, different so. letters. For example, we've, OK, we've had some Come great on. feedback here. The circumflex in cyan is my favourite. No, it's Sean. Sean. What's what's Sean? It's a name. Oh, it, okay, right. I thought we were talking about Siam. Me. No, I don't think they have circumflex. I don't know. It's my daughter's middle name. Why would you call your daughter Cyan? Uh, and Yender in Sundon says, in Czech there is the letter R, which is pronounced. <laughs> Guys, come on, give up. It's going so nowhere. So three three it's going three nowhere. is. Uh, and we've got a phone call coming up Right, go and do it Justin, I'm your boss And you've been really annoying me the last few days Why? You've been winding me up and you know why And I'm I've not going to say it on the goods air. for you Come up with the goods for me now Okay, foreign sounding letters what's No, your... not foreign Foreign letters, take the sounding out Okay, what's your So what's the question, what's your favourite foreign Letter What's your favourite foreign letter? Thank you. That's it? Yes. Radio Gold. OK, I'll do my best. Speak to you soon. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton, on the Hitchin Road at Midland Road, a bus has broken down, uh, very slow in the area and will cause delays throughout the morning rush. Thanks to Michelle for phoning in with an update there. In Hitchin, the A505 looking very slow as you head towards the centre of town on the sensors. And in Milton Keynes, Portway is partially blocked on the Pinehurst roundabout, just off of the M1 Junction 14 after an accident. Very slow in the area. 
On public transport, London Midlands have buses replacing trains between Bletchley and Bedford. And Greater Anglia have possible cancellations and delays of up to 20 minutes on lines via Seven Sisters. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Right, 7.47, it's Thursday the 10th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Health officials say that urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Dr Nicholas Smith from the Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group told this programme that a merger wouldn't solve the problem. A Hertfordshire charity aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre say they are not doing the police's job for them. And in sport, Manchester United are out of the Champions League after a 3-1 defeat away to holders Bayern Munich. Taking more of your calls and your favourite foreign letter, but before that, let's get the weather from Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, uh, very good morning to you. It's going to be another nice day. It's a bit of a chilly start, uh, particularly towards parts of Buckinghamshire, actually. Uh, so a few mist patches around as well, but uh, we'll see that mist disperse very quickly now and lots of sunshine around for most of us for the rest of the morning. Now, we will see a bit more in the way of cloud bubble up here and there through the afternoon, but still a pretty nice day, some good spells of sunshine all day and just the very, very small possibility of seeing one or two showers here and there, but uh, it's a very small risk and almost negligible, really, but... Uh, most places staying dry for the rest of the day with some lovely spells of sunshine just a light northwesterly wind and temperatures eventually up to 16 celsius 61 in fahrenheit could uh, could see 17 perhaps um, some places as well now as we head through into this evening the overnight period it will be clear at first then gradually turning cloudy a very weak weather front pushing down from the north giving us a cloudy um cloudy early morning and start to the day tomorrow possibly a few spots of rain but it will be a milder night than we saw last night lows of eight or nine degrees tomorrow slightly cooler air mass so it will be a little bit cooler in terms of temperature but again dry and bright some good spells of sunshine around and that's the way it's looking over the weekend as well that's the forecast elizabeth hello what's your favorite foreign letter or your favorite foreign accent in terms of punctuation <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, in terms of punctuation, I didn't. Uh, so you know, like a, an umlaut, yeah. or you know, like a, a, an inverted or an extroverted accent. Yes. Or your um, favourite, mm. favourite foreign letter? Maybe you have got favourite Polish letter or favourite Greek letter, favourite Japanese letter. It's foreign. <laughs> I can't remember anything. Um, I would have to say, can I say the umlaut actually? Because I, I think it makes everything look a bit more sexy. Well, the umlaut, the umlaut is 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 proving to be very very popular, isn't it? Mm, proving yeah. to be very popular. Elizabeth, thank you very much indeed. We're all jumping on the umlaut bandwagon. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The town is steeped in history. You've got Berkhamsted Castle within the town. Inviting everyone to where you live. A little gem within Hertfordshire. And it's as if it's been picked up from somewhere like the Cotswolds or something and dropped here. And all this week, we're featuring Berkhamsted. I love my town. I adore, I adore I this town. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. I like St Peter's Church. It's lovely to go and sit in if you want to. Quaint little market town that's really lively and buzzy. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Berkhamsted is a lovely place to live. BBC Three Counties Radio. This Berkhamsted is a right bobby dazzler and I think 50 quid for it is a fair offer. He's good, that guy. I like him. Rosie's in Redbourne. Good morning, Rosie. Good morning. What have you called in about? Um, well, I'm not really jumping on the bandwagon because I was actually looking it up while you were talking about it, so I missed it. But um, oh, yeah. 
that umlaut thing, which uh, I was going to pronounce wrong if I hadn't heard How were you going to pronounce the umlaut? Um. Umlaut? Um, <laughs> umlaut. <laughs> I think, I think... Haven't never done German. Hasn't an umlaut got an umlaut over the U that stops it being umlaut? umlaut? I think it did, actually. I can't remember. So that, that. makes... That, the, the um, that, that's mad. That's the kind of thing that would drive me crazy back in the day. So there's an umlaut over the U of umlaut... So yeah. then you zoom into the umlaut and you see the umlaut. Do you, Kelly, Kelly's nodding because she knows what I'm doing. So you zoom into the umlaut and the word umlaut has got an umlaut over the U. So you go to that umlaut. Catherine's looking at me blankly, but Kelly knows exactly what I I'm talking exactly about. I know exactly what you're saying. It's, it's infinite. There yeah. are infinite umlauts in the word umlaut. What's the one over the O that I like? Oh. Sorry. What's that? <laughs> Um, because it's in <coughs> in the word schlur. Schlur. And um, I went to stay at the schlurs in Switzerland. Oh. Isn't that a drink? It's a soft yeah, drink. that's right. Well, my grandfather invented Ribena, so they whoa, made whoa, schlurs. Whoa, 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 Rosie! <laughs> Cancel the rest of the show, guys. It don't get any better than this. <laughs> Just say that sentence again. My grandfather invented Ribena. We are dancing with joy. How, oh, let's celebrate the great man because he's a he, uh, warm Ribena on a cold day. There ain't nothing better. What's your grandfather's name? Um, it was Vernon Leslie Smith Charlie. <laughs> and how on earth did he invent Ribena? Um, just died. He was, um, oh, what was he, a PhD in chemistry or something. And he's he, a scientist. Yeah. And he investigated all the properties of black currants. Um, and it was a, a sort of reasonably priced drink as black currants weren't expensive during the war. And it, um, how did he so get? How did he? Drink. How did he squeeze so many black currants into that bottle? That's <laughs> well, the he question. Didn't personally, do it. Oh. I guess he got someone else. Okay. To. Do you ever? Did, I'm assuming your grandfather is no longer with us. Is that right? Yeah. No, okay. he died a long time ago. Okay. Did you ever? Um, you know, are you allowed to in your family drink? I don't know, Vimto or Tizer or um, um, Bongo? Um. I don't know about allowed to, but I mean, my mum still drinks Ribena, but um, and I, you, I think it's a bit expensive personally. But do you um, not get f- free Ribena for life? That's a genuine question. I would have thought if you were a descendant from the man that invented the stuff, those Ribena berries would be um, bringing that stuff around every week. Yeah, but unfortunately, they sold out to Beecham's and oh, then they sold what? out to someone else, and probably saying a load of names I shouldn't be there. <laughs> no, it's oh, it's fine. It must be frustrating. Klein and all that. Well, you must be so proud of your granddad. Oh yeah. All my granddad did was um, um, not sign up for the war. That, that was that was his, great, his proudest <laughs> achievement, um, and get drunk on Saturday nights and sing "Who's Sorry Now." You must be really <laughs> proud of your old man, of your your granddad. Yeah, and if, if you um, Google him, it will come up with Ribena. That's fantastic. That's the cool. Have you got kids yourself? Yes. Yeah. Do you? How old are they? Sixteen and thirteen. And are they aware of, of of just how proud they should be of their heritage? I'm not sure. <laughs> they did take when they were younger. They did take photograph of him in the show and tell. Fant. Oh, Rosie, do you know you really made me smile? That's that's the best phone call I've had in such a long time. Oh yeah, and you know the little uh, little berries in the advert. Yeah. With the glasses on. Yeah. We think that they modelled him on. My granddad, because he was bald right. and he had glasses. Right, hang on a second. I'm going to... I need to see what... Give, give me his name again. Vernon. Vernon. Leslie. Leslie. I-E. Yeah. Smith Charlie. Smith Charlie. I need to see what he looks like. Okay, let's have a little look. Doctor. Um, 
Um, or it might be it might just be Vernon Charlie. No, you spelling Charlie with an I E or an E Y? Oh, no, E Y. E Y. Okay. Okay. Let's have a little look here. Uh, well, there's a picture of Ribena's come up. Uh, there's a picture of some woman called Sharon Lynette Smith Brady. I have no idea who that is. I want to get I want to get a picture of him. I want to. Wikipedia. Okay, let's go to Wikipedia. A picture of him with a load of people in white coats. Um, we're, we're, we're gonna, we'll find it. This, this, uh, Wikipedia, um, Ribena. Uh, I can't find the picture, Catherine. You found a picture of you. I uh, know. I found various uh, references to him. Hang on, I'll put images in. Um, no. I've, uh, why is Monty Don on this? <laughs> <laughs> Monty Don's trying to steal your granddad's glory. What a cheek. Yeah, what a cheek. Leave, on, what's this? Leave Vernon alone, for goodness oh, sakes. Women in, women in uh, white coats. Right, we're going to find this. We may not find it now, but this, this, this is the rest of the day. Here there, we go. There are lots of um, references to him. One in the Wikipedia site, one on yeah. the Facebook site as well. Yeah. Um, right, we're going to hunt it down. He was researching pure fruit syrups in the preparation of milkshakes. But you, you reckon that the, the uh, Ribena berry with the glasses is based on your granddad? Well, yeah, that's my theory. Good for you. <laughs> you hold on to that theory and you <laughs> spout <laughs> it as though it were fact. I take after him as well. Ro- uh, Rosie, I really appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Oh, that's all right. We'll no speak- problem. Do call in again. That's really made me smile. You danced around the studio with glee there. I did. I threw myself back in my chair, which is on wheels. So I took a little turn around the studio, then I did a little dance. That is the best call I've had for ages. Isn't that fantastic? Ladies and gentlemen, that comes from What's Your Favourite Foreign Letter? You're welcome. It... What? Why is she saying that? I don't know. Saying it on behalf of us. No, on behalf of me. It was my phone in. OK, you're welcome for me allowing you to do that phone <laughs> Dean's in Birmingham. Morning, Dean. Morning, Ian. That last lady, her granddad, invented Ribena. Fantastic, How eh? cool is that? Uh, we'll, 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 open, we'll open this phone in up. We'll open this phone in up. What has your granddad done that you're proud of? 08459 455 555. What has your granddad done that you are proud of? Dean, what have you called in about? I was say, you could change it slightly, uh, your phone-in, to um, your favourite foreign sentence. Because you know you go away somewhere and oh. someone always teaches yep. some weird sentence. Uh, to, yeah, to go on. What's, what's your favourite foreign sentence? And let's keep it clean, Dean. I was going to say, I'll have to take the rude word out of it. Um, but it is, Kaken twee kakalaken in de kirken. Whoa, what language is that and what are you saying? It's very bad Dutch and it's, look, there's two cockroaches in the kitchen. Thank you very much, Dean. I, I think I know where the... Uh, what's your favourite foreign sentence, Kath? Cakey, honey mascara. That's Japanese. Yeah, for is there any cake? Oh, OK. What's yours, Kelly? Oh, tannenbano, tannenbano, vigrusa, dinerbletzer. This is brilliant. What does that mean? Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, how lovely are your branches? Is that in Deutsch? Yes. OK, my favourite is Kaliwa uh, Kaliwa. Uh, no, what is it? I haven't said it for ages. Uh, no, um, I can't remember it. Kaliwa dare no casa deska. Japanese, whose umbrella is this? Oh, very, oh, very. We'll, we'll open. This is this is gold today, right? So, hang on. Let's just, just set up the shop again, Catherine. Before you, you come in, uh, so your favourite foreign um, uh, letter, mm-hmm. your favourite foreign accent punctuation styling, your favourite foreign sentence, and what has your granddad done that you're proud of, Catherine? Great stuff. That's Spanish. That's Spanish for "Let's see if it's going to snow." Hey, let's see. From Alice, who's doing the travel. For beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In Luton on the Hitchin Road at the Midland Road, a bus has broken down, looking slow at the moment and will cause delays throughout the morning rush. In Milton Keynes, Portway is partially blocked on the Pinham roundabout after an accident. And the M25 anti-clockwise slow between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. Public Transport London Midlands have buses replacing trains between Bletchley and Bedford and Greater Anglia have lines can be cancelled or delayed by up to 20 minutes on services via Seven Sisters. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. We're all still bouncing around after speaking to the granddaughter of the man who invented Ribena. How cool is that? The next hour of the show, what has your granddad done that you're proud of? I'm not interested in grandmothers today. It's granddads only. We'll do grandmothers another day. 08459 455 555. Here's the news with Simon. and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. The headlines merging Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals, not the answer. Helping Hatfield drinkers is charity, not policing, and government funding for Bedfordshire businesses. BBC Three Counties Radio. Health officials say urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. A review of healthcare is currently underway following problems at the paediatric department in Bedford. Merging health services is thought to be one option, but Dr Nicholas Smith from the Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group told this programme a merger wouldn't solve the problem. It may well be about hospitals working differently because, I mean, we we do, obviously, we do work with Bedford Hospital in Milton Keynes, but also we work with other hospitals as well, for example, Oxford and Northampton, State Mandeville. So patients go to lots of different hospitals. So simply merging with Bedford, I don't think, is going to solve the problem. It's about looking at very different models of care. A Hertfordshire charity aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre say they're not doing the police's job for them. Resolve, based in Welling Garden City, will offer drinkers advice and help after £18,000 of funding from the county's police and crime commissioner. Joe Heaney is from the charity. This project is not policing street drinkers. We will not be in any way involved in and the legal side of whether or not they should or shouldn't be drinking. This is a project that is specifically targeted at helping people get off the streets and into treatment. Um, the police will be doing the policing and Resolve will be looking to support people as best we can. Police have charged a fifth man in connection with a shooting in Leicester Road in Luton in May last year. 31-year-old Mabu Beg of Overston Road in the town has been charged with conspiracy to murder Atty Fally. Four other men have also been charged with conspiracy to murder and are currently awaiting trial. A motorcyclist has been killed in a crash in High Wycombe. His bike was in collision with a van on London Road at around 10 o'clock yesterday morning. The 45 Five-year-old was pronounced dead at the scene. Marks and Spencer has revealed another quarter of falling sales in its non-food division, but there are signs of an upturn in the business with better sales in its clothing departments. Two Bedfordshire businesses are to share six million pounds in government funding to help create new jobs. The regional growth fund grants have been awarded to the car technology companies Haywood Tyler in Luton and Millbrook Proving Ground. The Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg says the grants will help the local economy. Well, the main benefit, of course, is 700 jobs in the 
east of England, which will be protected or, or created because of the £6 million that we're providing through the Regional Growth Fund to, um, to two projects in the, in the region. They, in turn, of course, are putting much, much more money from the private sector, £40 million, uh, into the local economy. In sport, Manchester United are out of the Champions League after a 3-1 defeat. A way to hold us Bayern Munich saw them lose 4-2 on aggregate. The weather sunny spells this morning, but cloudy later with the chance of showers, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. We started coming here because of, of the wrecks and the films and we just fell in love with the town. All this week, we're featuring Berkhamstead. It's a little gem within Hertfordshire and it's as if it's been picked up from somewhere like the Cotswolds or something and dropped here. It's all about where you live. It's got a great community feel and there's always something going on, lots of things to do. The Big Tour, BBC Three Counties Radio. Man, this show is just crackling with energy and, dare I say it, genius. Not from me, dear listener, from you. We'll be talking about boozing in the streets. We'll be talking about Milton Keynes and Bedford Hospital. But, but, for the next hour, we'll also be talking about your favourite foreign letter, your favourite foreign sentence... And after speaking to Rosie, whose grandfather invented Ribena, what has your granddad done that you're proud of? It doesn't have to be as uh, world-changing as inventing one of the best drinks ever. It could be something tiny, but give us a call, let us know. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh... Oh. Do I report this? If, if one of my team, Catherine, is not doing their job properly, do I report it to you or do I report it to the lady boss? Um, well, I think we first of all air it, don't okay, we? OK, yeah. Um, uh, we've had a, a text from Biggers in Hemel. Oh, Biggers. Hey, Biggers. Big up the Biggers. We spoke to Justin a little while ago and there was someone beeping in the background. Yeah. Turns out it was Biggers. Well, it sounded like Biggers. Biggers said, it was me that just beeped Justin in Burko. He was sitting around doing nothing. <gasps> Well, Biggers, your licence fee is paying for Justin to sit around doing nothing. And that is unacceptable. You've got every right to go up and give him a dead arm. Do you want to pass that on to, um, you, you pass it on to the authorities? Excellent scent. Thank you for that. Thank you. If you do see any... Uh, uh, oh, this is... Oh, they're, just, they're just pouring out of me today. We'll have, uh, we'll have a Justin watch tomorrow. And I want people, J-watch. Yeah, we're, we're on a J-watch tomorrow. Uh, I want people to phone in when they spot Justin Dealey. And if they spot him having a fag, sitting around, having a cough, just doing nothing, let us know. Yeah, we we'll out know him. what's going on. We'll, we'll, we'll out him. It's not good enough. Uh, Leslie in Watford says, My favourite letter is Omega. It's just so bulbously round when written and satisfying when spoken. It's lovely. She's right. Omega. 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 Okay. Omega. Oh, wait, 455 is the phone number. Now, 
Health bosses say that more collaboration is needed between services across Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes to avert a major financial crisis. Dr Nicholas Smith from the Clinical Commissioning Group told us earlier a merger between Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals would not solve the problem, but more collaboration is needed to stop them running up a combined debt of £100 million within the next few years. The call comes midway into a report from the Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes Healthcare Review, which was prompted initially by the problems in the paediatric Department of Bedford Hospital. Well, Brian Woodrow chairs Bedford Hospital's charity. Morning, Brian. Good morning to you. No merger, but more collaboration. I'm not quite sure how much difference there is between the two. What's your take on that? Well, it sounds to me as if that is a better option. Um, I I do believe that in some cases there will have to be collaboration where, because medicine is moving forward so fast and there is so much more specialisation that you can't do everything in every hospital. On the other hand, we need to have all the essentials still here, both in Bedford and in Milton Keynes. And having been involved in raising, uh, well, £7 million for Bedford Hospital over the last 20-odd years, Um, I know there is massive, massive support for our hospital in the local community. Support isn't uh, isn't enough, though, is it? If these hospitals are losing, we're hearing figures of £100 million combined, uh, something has to change. Do do you think that maybe privatisation of services could be a way forward? Well, I don't, I don't think privatisation. I think, I think um, centralisation of some services, certainly, it has happened with some services already, um, in that um, I think a lot of the RENT services are now dealt with. Um, the surgery is mostly dealt with in Milton Keynes, I believe. Um, and similarly with the oral maxillofacial, that a lot of that is, done, that is mostly done in, in Luton and Dunstable. I think that that is probably the way forward, but um, the essential thing is that we do not lose the, the, the things that are essential and where time is of the essence. So you mean the A&E department and the maternity A&E, units? A&E, stroke, these sort, they, those yeah. sort of services, uh, I think it's absolutely critical that you have them local because <clears throat> that, you know, I've, I've seen people talking about, OK, you, you coordinate in London or you can coordinate in Birmingham, but their hospitals are close together. You know, here, you know, there's, there's, there's quite a distance. You, you've got to drive, what, half an hour or so? Does this report worry you, Brian? <sighs> it, it, it actually, the fact that they've said collaboration rather than merger probably worries me a little bit less, but I still am, yes, I am very concerned um, because I say I have invested <laughs> probably 26 years of my, a lot of 26 years of my life to actually supporting Bedford Hospital, and I have to say, if it wasn't for Bedford Hospital, I would be dead. Gosh. David Hospital saved my life three years ago. How did you quickly tell us how uh, it, it did well, that? Well, I, I had to have an operation in London for what's called, uh, and I went to London on privately to a top London uh, private hospital. Operation went wrong. Um, I had uh, kidney cancer. And I was in Bedford Hospital three days later, and if it wasn't for Mr Sharma and his team, I would not be here. Okay, I can see why you've got a strong personal connection Uh, with that. And also, I have to say that they were largely responsible for getting my wife through major cancer 15 years ago. Well, good for them. And, Brian, good for you for all the money you've raised. Bedford Hospital is a bloody, excuse my French, is a very, very good hospital. It's a good hospital, and I think the majority of people are very satisfied with the care that is provided. They've got some fantastic staff there, and I would hate to see them all demotivated. One of the things I feel very strongly about the National Health Service 
is that there are so many people managing the operation and there are not enough people leading the organisation. We need people who are going to inspire people to go the extra mile. They spend so much time in meetings, writing reports, talking. What they need is more people who will inspire their staff to go the extra mile. Brian, it's good to hear some passion first thing in the morning, and well done for all the money that you've uh, helped raise. Excellent stuff there. That's uh, Brian Woodrow, who is uh, from uh, Chairs, Bedford Hospitals Charity, joined now by Dave Hodgson, Mayor of Bedford. Morning again, Dave. Morning. Uh, This report is pretty worrying, isn't it? Um, Well, I think Brian's just said it all, really, hasn't he? Um, I think that it's uh, a good hospital. I think it's important that this report, we do things with the hospital, not to the hospital. Um, but also the report's moved on a bit. I mean, I think that's a key thing to recognise. When the uh, the commissioners did the report uh, last summer, autumn, they looked at reconfiguring hospital services, and they're now looking at reconfiguring the whole, the local health service in total. So that's looking at all things in terms of um, the GPs, clinics as well, what GPs do, what the hospital does, and in fact what the council does as well in terms of looking after older people. So I think that's a good thing, but the proof will be in the pudding. And I, I want to see commitment from the NHS as one organisation, and it, you know, I've found that it's not one organisation, about supporting a strong Bedford hospital. By all means, do things differently, but not, let's not do less of them. Let's they, do things differently. But, but there's so much money that needs to be saved, Dave, that inevitably they're going to um, surely have to share some of the responsibility between Bedford and Milton Keynes and maybe other hospitals. Things things but, will be scaled back or closed, won't they? Or, or, or changed. I mean, I think, Brian, you said it all. Oh, more people um, you know, uh, doing, doing the job that people want to do. I mean, we've now on another review, we've now spent £5.4 million reviewing things. That's an awful lot of money. That's a, some way towards actually that hundred million they're talking about. I think it's about, but it is about doing things differently. It's about how we actually make sure people get early care um, and actually help people not have to go to hospital. This report, it's um, it, it's released at the stage which it basically says how bad things are, but it doesn't reach any conclusions. Is, is that helpful or, or worrying? Um, maybe both. Um, I think it's you know I, I'm I'm natural actually sceptical about this because we've seen now for uh, the best part of 10 years people try to downgrade district general hospitals so I want to see what comes out of it but I think now looking at the whole health service that's a better thing rather than just picking on uh, Bedford Hospital which is say you know the the, the, uh, the Care Quality Commission rating for it is uh, it's very good a rating of five uh, with some extremely positive things to be said and Brian said it all about the passion there about how good and how how it's affected people's life I mean, the report also says that uh, within Milton Keynes and Bedford uh, CCG areas, we're going to increase the population by 84,000 in the next seven years. So we don't need less hospitals. Mm. We just need, they're going to have more patients. So, you know, to actually think about closing things, it just seems mad when you've got that massive increase in population. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're all growing around this area in terms of the, the size of the population, and we're going to need those services. Dave, nice to talk to you. Thank you, Dave Hodgson, Mayor of Bedford. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. Something's happened to radio today. Radio has shifted slightly. We're doing what I like to call a highbrow phone-in. What's your favourite foreign letter, your favourite foreign sentence? Highbrow. Highbrow, isn't it, Catherine? Yes. Paul Scoynes has uh, emailed me. I'm not being funny, you never are. But apparently they're talking about wrestling on the Today programme. It's like we've just swapped... 
We've swapped. We've gone up. They've gone down. And when he says apparently they're talking about wrestling on the Today programme, that means he's been listening to mm. the Today programme. Yes, very disappointing. Um, who have we got on line two? Oh, that's Kelly Betts. That's yeah. behind that's the scenes. Live action Behind the scenes. Stephen's on the line. Morning, Stephen. Hi there. How's it going? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Stephen. What you got for me? Yeah, I got a favourite foreign letter and yep. a sentence. Oh, go on then. What have you got? I, got, I like the E with the two little dots. Oh, yeah, I like it. Catherine's our language expert. How would you pronounce the E with the two little dots? Uh, the E with the two little dots? Do you mean an umlaut? Hey. What? Is it? Huh? Draw me a picture. And E with two dots? Like the two dots, like, like as in Zoe? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm like. So you pronounce it E? Yeah, so you pronounce the E, Zoe. Zoe. Alright. Yeah. Oh, Zoe! Right. Zoe! Otherwise it would just be Zoe, wouldn't it? It's to show that you do pronounce the E. Thank you, Catherine. Isn't she clever? I, I, got, I can show you something cleverer, though. Have got you got a keyboard in front of you? Um, yeah, yeah I have. Computer keyboard, yeah, you, yes. Yeah, have you got number lock on? Um, well, no, but I could... Uh, number lock... Yeah, you know, so like when you press the numbers on the right hand side, you get numbers. Uh, no, uh, oh, numlock, numlock is on. Yeah, okay, right. Now, what you need to do, hold down Alt GR next to the spacebar. Oh, flipping it. All right, yeah, Alt GR, yeah, got it. Yeah, keep it held down, then on the number pad, type in 0235. 0235. Yeah. What have you got? Nothing. Rubbish. Okay, no- never mind. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. Let me try that again. I got z- right. So I'm all gr zero two two three, three five. I got nothing come up. I'll do it in Word or Notepad or something like that. Oh, I've got I've got the e with the umlaut. There you go. Hey! How on earth did you work that out? How bored were you one day? Uh, uh long story. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't go there. It sounds. It sounds like something suspicious happened, but we just don't know what. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, Portway is partially blocked on the Pinham roundabout after an accident. And also on the speed sensors in Luton, the A6 very heavy towards the centre of town from the Stockingstone Road. And the London Coney roundabout, both north circular approaches looking heavy at the moment. And the M25 anti-clockwise slow going between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. On public transport, London Midlands have buses replacing trains between Bletchley and Bedford after a train broke down. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. It's 8.17. It's Thursday, the 10th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Health officials say that urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Dr Nicholas Smith from the Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group told this programme that a merger wouldn't solve the problem. A Hertfordshire charity aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre say they are not doing the police's job for them. And in sport, Luton will be crowned conference champions tonight if Cambridge lose at Woking. So, good luck, Cambridge. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. How about a bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century? I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. There until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in St Albans. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jazz hands. Morning. Good morning. <clears throat> See, I really do like your hair. Look at it today. It's what? Short, but taller. Well, it's almost a little bit, uh, a little bit Elvis-like on top. Oh, right. Oh, God. Yeah. I knew, I knew that was a mistake. Oh, right. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love a cheeseburger. That's what you used to say, isn't it? Is it real? I don't know. I love five cheeseburgers, Colonel. Get the Colonel on the <laughs> How do you know? Get the Colonel on the it's phone. His manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Get right. the oh, on the I see. More, more cheeseburgers. Not, not the official Colonel. No, no, no. no, no. I was going to say they don't sell cheeseburgers. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> they sell delicious chicken. Do they? I've never been in one. Nor have I. Really? No, I've never been in the, inside the Colonel. Perhaps we should go to one together. All right. I've never, ever been. I'll, I'm up for that. Let's... When I went to university, a lot of these people from the north. Yeah. They all went there. Yeah. I said, we don't go there in the no. south. They said, yes, well, we do in the north. Hang on a second. Catherine, yeah. can you book us a table at um, Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> right away, boss. Next <laughs> to the window. Yeah, yeah next to the window. Um, tell them it's for two celebrities. You might get a few quid off. OK. Nice one. There we go. All right, fine. I was always too busy going to Wimpy or Poppins. B- big Bender in a Bun. What? That was the wimpy meal, wasn't it? It was a, a, a big bender in a bun. I've now I remember there was a big bender in a bun. Yep, yes, yep. <laughs> there was, and it was a, like a round sausage. Yes, in a bun. My mum always used to make bent. us go there. There was a there was a Poppins. I can't even remember where it was. Do you remember no, Poppins? I do remember Poppins. There's still Poppins around. There's still wimpies around. Oh, my mum used to make us go there because yeah. she said I like it because you get a knife and fork and a plate. <laughs> Your mum's so And everyone else was going to Marks, oh, to, uh, to, to uh, McDonald's yep. and we had to go to Wimpy or Poppins. There's a few. There's a Wimpy in Elstree. Is there? Yeah, yeah. I like a Wimpy. Gosh. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Is, is that your phone? Get on to, no, it's not. No. Although we're not far off. Oh, go on. Uh, coming up on this morning's big phone-in. Yes. Non-food sales at Marks and Spencer have fallen again this again, quarter. Again, they, they always do. They always do. It's now been 11 years in a row that they have failed to improve the sales of their clothes and other non-food products. Eleven years in a row. On this day a year ago, we discussed what you thought they were doing wrong. And they were listening. And they had this to say. Let me read you from the statement they sent us a year ago. We've been listening into the JVS show this morning with interest. We've taken everything the Three Counties Radio listeners say into account and we're working hard on a new strategy. So it's your fault they failed this year? Well, I just wonder whether today's results show that they weren't listening hard enough. Oh, okay, yeah. From nine this morning, I want your view. What advice would you give to the boss of Marks and Spencer? Uh, we're going to get Marks and Spencer listening again to the show from nine, and we're going to feed back all of your advice to the boss, to the top man, Wowzers. Mr. Boland. We're going to get your advice to him mm. for what Marks and Spencer could do better. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five from nine. Your advice and your calls across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll go to a Poppins after we've been to a KFC. Jonathan, don't you worry about that. 
08459 555. Let me do some texts. Oh, let me do some texts and emails. We're asking, aren't we? What what are you what, what has your grandfather done that you're proud of? The one you've tweeted, Catherine, is that true? Yes, yeah, true. Well, okay. We had Rosie call him, um, uh, whose grandfather invented Ribena. If you missed it, that call is going to be in the podcast because it was uh, wonderful. We're going, what has your grandfather done that um, has made you proud? What did your grandfather do? This is incredible. My granddad, well, not only did he think make my uh, grandma think his name was Vinnie Royal for the first six months of their relationship. Wow. His name was Bert Boyle. Um, he was walking home in the early hours of the morning uh, in the middle of Manchester and found a runaway horse. Wow. So he jumped on its back and rode it to the police station. He'd never had a lesson in his life, but he'd seen it done in Westerns. How cool is that? He He's rode so a runaway cool. horse. Pete has emailed in. My granddad was the lock keeper at Teddington in the 70s when Monty Python filmed the flip fish slapping dance. He was rowing. He was in a rowing boat in the lock, and he sent me the YouTube link. And uh, Jill says, my granddad trained flyers at Bryce Norton during World War Two. Uh, my great granddad died in the last big push of World War Two. I'm proud of them both. Excellent stuff indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. J Dog. Hey, morning, boss. What you got for me, fella? Well, you think you're the uh, you think you're the big man, don't you? Sorry, you think you're the big man. I don't think it. Yeah? I know it. OK. Well, I've got uh, Daz with me. Uh, we're in Berkhamsted, the home of our big tour. <laughs> is, this, is this just because, Justin, we had um, uh, someone... Who was the fellow who... Was it... What was his name? Bender? Who was the fellow who saw... Biggers. 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 Sorry, Bender. And Biggers. <laughs> well, the Biggers saw you um, not doing a lot and no. tutored you. And now tomorrow Listen. we're having Jaywatch, where people will be uh, calling in to let us know what you're up to. Listen, I've been working very hard. I'm going to keep this quite brief. I know you've got lots to squeeze in. Not really. I'm here with uh, Daz. Take your time. Uh, we're <laughs> we're not in uh, Daz has turned up to our radio car. Morning, Daz. Uh, Daz, you've got Morning. a challenge for Ian. Come on, what's the challenge? Morning, Ian. Morning, Daz. Uh, hello, yes, you are the big man. Yeah. And what is this? You're not a bender either. All um, right, steady. Anyway, what I was going to say in is obviously, you know, Luton Town are going to win the league this season. There are rumours about that yes. they might do quite well, yes. Yep. And the challenge is yep. that if Woking beat Cambridge tonight, yep. us winning the league for Luton, yep. you have to do a fitness session with me. What? But if Why? we have to beat Braintree on Saturday, yeah. then Justin has to do a session with me. Yeah, for that, boss? Right, so uh, uh, give, me, give me that again. Give me that again. Come on, Dad. Okay, if Woking <coughs> beat Cambridge tonight, yeah. that would mean that Luton Town would win the league. Okay. And that would mean that you would have to do a fitness session with me. But if it's left to us to beat Braintree on <coughs> Saturday, then Justin would have to do a session. Hang on a with second, me. hang on a second. How, how, the, the, uh, Catherine, I'm out of my depth here. Say yeah. Yeah, just say yeah. You sure? Simple, it's simple, come on. There's a very high chance, a very high chance <clears> that Woking will beat Cambridge this evening. Okay? How, how good, right, where, hang on, where are, where are Woking in the lead? Mid-table, but on a, a very good run right now. Where are Cambridge in the lead? They are second. You can get stuffed. Come on. No, whoa. Come on, you see, you reckon you're the big man? Bring Look. it on. Yeah? Bring it, bring it on. on. Okay. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on. When you say fitness session, are we talking Zumba? Uh... Pilates? No, yoga? We're, we're talking interval training. We're talking proper fitness. Oh, dear. Not not drunk dancing. So who do I want to win? You want Luton to win. <laughs> no, who do I want to win tonight? Tonight, you would actually want Cambridge to win. Brilliant. All right, yeah. No, do I want Cambridge to win? Or, mm. or draw. Oh, a draw. 
Bring it on. If, if they win or draw, then yeah. you're Bring fine. Bring it on, Daz. Yeah. Bring it on, Daz. Justin's going <laughs> down. Yeah, I'm up for that. Daz, lovely. And Thank Justin you. Justin wasn't smoking when I saw him. Good for you, good for you Justin. Well done. <laughs> so if if Cambridge win, I'm in the clear. Yeah. Or they draw. Or if they draw. Uh, and if... Uh, who are the other team? Braintree on what? Saturday right. against Luton. OK, but Cambridge... I'm so confused here. Cambridge, who are Cambridge playing? Cambridge are playing Woking <laughs> right, tonight. Right, OK. So if Woking win, Justin's in trouble. Yes. Daz, I look forward to not meeting you. And I look... What are you pulling that face for? Well, you stand to lose a tenner and, and, and a few more no, pounds besides. I'm losing a fiver. Oh. To Simon Oxley, which I'm, I'm assuming he's going to give that money to charity. That's what I would have done if I'd, uh, if I'd have won that bet. Mm-hmm. And then Justin's going to go and do a fitness thing. Yeah, good luck with that. Stop kissing your... Um... Guns. <laughs> now, listen, on to slightly more serious things. A Hertfordshire charity aims to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre, where alcohol can already be confiscated in Marketplace. Uh, Resolve, which is a drug and alcohol day service charity based in Welland Garden City, will offer drinkers advice and any other help they require. We can talk now to Christine Novelli, who's Space Development Manager at YMCA Central Hearts. Morning, Christine. Good morning. How, how bad is the problem of um, habitual drinkers in Hatfield Town Centre? Well, actually, you're asking the wrong person here. You need to talk to Resolve for that. But um, we do have evidence of people there. Um, it comes and goes. Um, and certainly local police, PCSOs and Resolve have been looking and working and identifying that there is a problem. Statistics I couldn't actually give you. No. But um, but we certainly are aware of people coming in through our centre anyway. So yeah. working with Resolve is going to be a great opportunity to make things easier for people to try and rectify some of these issues. Christine, what initiatives have you been involved with uh, in, in Stevenage. What was implemented to deal with the problem drinking there? Well, in Stevenage, we had our YMCA Space Centre there, and we worked with uh, the council to basically offer a safe place, which is what space does for the street drinkers to come in, um, have some strong coffee, have some toast, but more importantly, actually start to reconnect with their community. Um, people are often so much isolated and have issues to address; they don't know how to do it, so they, you know, they go and. Uh, sit out on their own but to actually reconnect with their community um find out that there's another way yeah. of living make friends yes, simple things like that because quite often it's uh, it's uh, about loneliness isn't it that, that can be quite a significant part of the problem yeah the the drinking is just a symptom of of a bigger cause there there's always something underlying and people need people best thing is to connect with people who understand who won't judge who can actually come alongside and make them feel worthy of themselves that's the first place to start and what support is the ymca what's the involvement of the ymca in hatfield so what we're doing is we are offering um the first port of call essentially for the outreach workers to um, once it's connected with people who are street drinking, to come back to the centre, come and have a cup of tea, cup of coffee, somewhere to sit, somewhere to talk, somewhere to see other people and just really get connected in the community. Um, YMCA Space Hatfield has this drop-in centre in um, Monday to Thursday and then we also have a basement that we're letting Resolve use that they can then reconnect with other uh, specialist advisors. So we have CAB, we have Credit Union, we have health advisors and obviously with with the experts from Resolve they can start to address some of those bigger issues which are causing the symptoms of the street drinking. Christine, I wish you the very best of luck with it and hopefully you can help uh, help some people. Christine Novelli, Space Development Manager at YMCA Central Hearts. I wouldn't mind a strong cup of coffee and a slice of toast if um, anyone... No, OK. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In Luton, on the Hitchin Road at the Midland Road, a bus has broken down through the Contraflow Works. And then on the Kidneywood Roundabout, the London Road approach looking very heavy on the speed sensors to join the motorway. In Dunstable, the A5 struggle lane just after the A505 heading north. And in Kings Langley, the A41, very busy to join the M25. The M25 itself, anti-clockwise, slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Then on public transport, London Midlands have buses replacing trains between Bletchley and Bedford. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Health officials say that urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Dr Nicholas Smith from the Milton Keynes Clinical Commissioning Group told this programme a merger would not solve the problem, a view echoed by Bedford Mayor Dave Hodgson. A Hertfordshire charity aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre say they're not doing the police's job for them. Resolve will offer drinkers advice and help after £18,000 of funding from the county's police and crime commissioner. And two Bedfordshire businesses are to share £6 million in government funding to help create new jobs. The business secretary, Vince Cable, is visiting one of the recipients, Millbrook Proving Ground, this morning. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United are out of the Champions League after a 3-1 defeat away to holders Bayern Munich. David Moyes' team lost 4-2 on aggregate, not helped by Wayne Rooney struggling with injury. You know, I was concerned that he hadn't trained all week and that, you know, he'd taken an injection. I thought at times tonight it looked as if, you know, he was having a struggle striking the ball on a couple of occasions. But he was, he's so so vital a player too, he's such important, especially with Robin van Persie out as well just now. He just had a couple of opportunities and we just couldn't quite take them. Barcelona are also out after losing 1-0 at Atletico Madrid and 2-1 overall. So Chelsea are joined in tomorrow's semi-final draw by Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid. Luton will be crowned conference champions tonight if Cambridge lose at Woking. If Cambridge win or draw, the Hatters will have a chance to confirm their return to the Football League at home to Braintree on Saturday lunch time. Striker Mark Cullen is concentrating on that. All we can concentrate on is our next game, which is Saturday. It doesn't, doesn't really bother me what happens on Thursday. It's, it's not in my hand, so I just concentrate for Saturday. Everyone's just focusing on, on getting the job finished. We've, we've worked really hard all season to get into this position, and now we just need to finish it off. And the US Masters Golf, the first major of the year, starts later at Augusta, with Tiger Woods missing. Rory McIlroy's the bookie's favourite, but Woburn's Ian Poulter says it's wide open. You do look at the guys that have played it an awful lot to, to see... You know some of the experience that you would expect, you know, to play this golf course well. But you know, there's there's an awful lot of rookies that are playing this year, uh, which are great golfers that have won golf tournaments. And you know, it w- wouldn't surprise you to see them on the leaderboard. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Right, Simon, I need I, I need some help here. Mm-hmm. I've got. I've, I've, hang on, Justin, are you there? Uh, Justin's coming. We'll get Justin in a second. I've, I wasn't really listening to his, his piece just a minute ago. I never, I never do. Um, and I realise I may have got myself in a tricky situation. Right. Okay. So uh, we still not definite. Still not definite. Like five pounds yet. That's, that's not not yet. No. Not yet. And in a couple of days, probably, or maybe tomorrow morning. Possibly. Possibly. Um, but Cambridge are playing tonight. Cambridge are playing tonight. Yeah. Who are they playing? They're away at Woking. Right. Okay. And I have. Who's going to win that game? 
Well, Cambridge should, given league positions, but uh, Woking are certainly capable of beating them and have got a former Luton striker playing up front. You know, all these these things, oh. you know, sometimes there's a story there, isn't there? Former Luton striker helps oh. his old team, all that yeah. sort of thing. But Woking did play on Tuesday, so they might be quite tired. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be tired. Whereas Cambridge didn't, so they'll be fresh and eager yes. and hungry. Because so if Cambridge win, mm-hmm. I haven't got to do some stupid fitness yep. intervals thing. I don't even know what that means. It sounds like a piece of cake. Uh, but if, if uh, Woking... Um, win, then, uh, then uh, hang on, no, I'm confused. So if, if, if Woking win, yes. then Luton are champions, and you've got to, you know, right, right. sweat a bit. And if uh, if Cambridge win or draw, yeah. then it's uh, you know, it's still it's still not in the balance. It's tilted quite a lot in Luton's favour, but you get away with it. Okay. And if I if I have to do the fitness thing, mm-hmm. would you want to come down and join me, Simon? Well, I would, but um, I think I'm busy that day. Yeah, nice one, mate. Thanks a lot. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Guys. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm actually feeling pretty comp, Just. Are you? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty comp. <sighs> I didn't I... on, on fantastic form right now. They even yeah. beat Luton Town the other week. What yeah. was it? Uh, Luton Town were undefeated in, what, 26, yeah. 27 games? Yeah. Woking came to Kenilworth Road yeah. and they beat the Hatters. So, hey, listen, bad boy, you're going to be in that gym. Well, no, the thing is, uh, as you probably know, Woking played on Tuesday. So they did, yes. for them to play again tonight, we all know footballers can only mm. manage one game of football a week. I think you're missing one key word. Yes. Momentum. Momentum. Yeah. Momentum. Mm. Now, we've been talking about foreign letters, yes. foreign sentences, yes. and accents. And this has actually proved to be, Justin, a pretty, pretty, pretty good phone-in. We've already had Rosie calling in to talk about it. Her granddad invented Ribena. You see, that is a fantastic phone-in. Yes, yes, yeah, That's yes. a great one, that one. But, but the foreign language phone-in, no chance. It's rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Well, no, we've had, but we've had lots of phone calls about it, mate, so it's not rubbish. No, no, no. Well, you've been out... And you've been getting people to give us their favourite foreign letters and their favourite foreign accent in terms of punctuation. Mm-hmm. How did it go? Not very well. Um, here's what happened. I'm here with Celia. You're from Brazil, correct? <laughs> yes. Oh, and you're here in Berkhamsted. As lovely as this town may be, you must be missing the beach. Where's the beach here in Berkhamsted? Oh, no, beating back. Do you miss the beach? I miss the beach, yeah. yeah. I bet you do. Um, Ian this morning wants to know, what's your favourite punctuation accent or letter? How <laughs> mm, to say? No, I don't know. You don't know, do you? No, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think this is quite possibly the most ridiculous phone-in I've ever heard. Should he give up on this phone-in now? Just say yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. There you go, boss. That's what <laughs> I've got for you. All right, and where's the proper... That's it. Well, oh, so he gets it. You, Nobody understands this ridiculous phone. You bullied a foreign lady. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. Even the hot chick I was telling you about in Costa, who again is from Brazil, Sorry? she came out. She had no idea what I was talking about. Nobody gets this phone. In. It's well, a bizarre no, one. It's too highbrow. You have to. You can't ask foreigners this. You have to ask English people this. Yeah. Okay. So That's... you got you got twenty five minutes. Yes. I'll speak to you before nine. Okay. See you later. Ta ta. Uh, what's what's your beef? Twenty three now. What beef? There's um, K- K- Kelly's got beef. She's got a little bit of beef. What's your beef? Me. Yeah. What's that? What's your beef? My beef. Yeah. With what? What are you, what are you saying? Andy. Oh, Andy, Andy. You called us earlier on oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You really liked the Norwegian O. I could just say it, but can you call back in because I didn't take your number down correctly? 
Uh, Andy with the Norwegian O. Thank you. Uh, Luanne uh, says uh, on Twitter, my granddad worked alongside Winston Churchill. I'm not sure I trust Luanne. I do. Do you remember she was going to be the ambassador of of Flitwick, but then she didn't live there? (laughs) No, but from her vantage point, she can see the whole realm of Amptil. She wanted to be the ambassador for Amptil. Candy Kisses. Oh. Burlesque performer. Oh. Says, uh, my granddad has cured my hangovers for many years. I think Andy's Andy, just called back. I've got your number. I'm going to ring you straight back. Right, Make sure you've got his number. I have. I'm ringing Andy back now. I've got his number. Not okay. No. Okay, let's go to Colin. Colin's on the line. Morning, Colin. Good morning, man here. Yeah, das ist einfach krasse, ja? Ja. Ja. Right, yes. Yes, sir. Um, my surname, I say Huller. But... Why? Because... For 50 odd years, people have been confusing my name because it's H U Umlaut, double L E R. Oh, so that's got to be my favourite. Yeah, the Umlaut. The Umlaut. The Umlaut is a fantastic, uh, fantastic piece of punctuation. And isn't yep. it odd? I'm going to say this at the risk of sounding a little bit racist, Catherine. Uh, yeah. The Umlaut. Can I say this? I'll say it. What do you think I'm going to say, Colin? I don't know. It looks like a Hitler moustache. Oh. It's not racist. Nah. But it does. The umlaut looks like a Hitler moustache, doesn't it? No, it's the it Hitler moustache of punctuation. I think it looks like teddy bear ears. No! Oh. Yeah, anyway. Yes. Uh, the reason I originally rang in... Yes, Colin. ...was because of this methane... Oh, the baked beans. beans. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We're we're being urged to eat less baked beans because it's destroying the planet. Rubbish. What? It's a load of... Yes, methane is for... Methane, euthane, hythane, wethane, theithane. Sorry. You're getting some real science here. Okay, Colin, I apologise. Away you go, fella. Right. Although methane is four times uh, worse than... than You're hardly Dr Brian Cox when it comes to delivering scientific fact, are you? No, my name isn't Brian Cox. No, I know... Get get on with the facts. He makes makes boring things sexy. The amount of baked beans we eat wouldn't make a drop in the ocean. You don't know how many baked beans I eat. I love those bad boys. I quite like them as well. Yeah. Should we have a baked bean party? Hey, has anybody ever actually sat in a bath of baked beans for charity, or is that a myth? Uh, I've seen photos of it, yeah. Do you know what I would do if I sat in a bath of baked beans? Eat them. Yeah, I would. I would eat them. No, I don't like them cold. Oh, there's oh, cold baked beans, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, or I would put um, a, a series of Bunsen burners under the bath, so the bath was like a giant cooker. Right? Yeah. And then as they heat it up, I would eat them. Could be a little health and safety oh, issue forget, there. Forget those losers, Colin. You sound like, with a name like Hula, you sound like the kind of guy that isn't bothered by health and safety. To be honest, I'm not a great deal. <laughs> Sorry, Catherine. I have to abide by the rules, but... Um, Catherine, I don't you, 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 like them. That image of you sitting in the bath of baked beans while it's gently brought to a boil yeah. has put me right off beans and sausages. Yeah. <laughs> nice one, Catherine. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? 
Uh, Andy's on the line with the Norwegian O. Morning, Andy. Hello. Andy, Hello, Ian. what have you called in about? Oh, the, the Norwegian O that has a stroke through it. Yes. Um, what about it? Well, it's, it's one of my favourites. Uh, How would you pronounce it, that? It's pronounced as an er. <laughs> as in, uh, well... Um, Slur. I'm, I'm, can, I, can I just quote you um, the Norwegian female biathlete... <laughs> Her name, we would normally call her Tora Berger. Yes. Um, but they would pronounce it Tura. I love it. Don't, don't the, 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 the foreign, the, the basic 26 letters of the alphabet, they're quite dull, aren't they? And the, the Greeks have got five E's. Five E's in their alphabet. And the Norwegian letter with a, a slash through it. It's so much more exciting, isn't it? Yes. It, it, well, it makes it a bit more interesting for us if you're trying to learn it. I've only just started. Oh, what, that, why are you learning Norwegian, Andy? Well, we have a Norwegian friend, and we've been over there recently. Oh. And uh, it's oh. just a lovely place. The Good. trouble is, yeah. we speak English so well, yeah. it's embarrassing. That's the problem in a lot of these places. I learnt Japanese for a while, and uh, when I went to Japan, um, a, a lot, of, particularly in Tokyo, a lot of them spoke, Japan, uh, spoke English, so my attempts at Japanese weren't required. The further we moved away from Tokyo, then my Japanese was, um, was welcomed. Uh, Andy, thank you for that. You, you're good at uh, foreign, aren't you, Catherine? Yeah. yeah, I remember things. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I, I can't remember. My, I used to be quite good at Japanese. Mm-hmm. I can't remember Japanese. My, yeah, the language of uh, the Japan's, and I can't really remember it. I, mem- I, I remember I had a great conversation with uh, in a kimono museum. Man, that was dull. Oh, I like a kimono. No, that we went to the kimono museum. And they sat me and my uh, fiance then, as she had, uh, was the, the, became the night before. He sat us in a room and made us watch a video for forty minutes about kimonos. Very serious business. I had a great conversation in there in Japanese, asking uh, where I could, if they could call me a cab. Where do you want to go? I told them where I wanted to go. They said, "No, you should get the bus. Where's the bus stop? It's down there. What number bus do I need?" They told me all of that in Japanese. Um, I went to Japan once for a weekend. Not finished the story for a weekend. A weekend? Mm, my sister was cabin crew. Oh, I went God. on a jump seat. You 40 quid it cost me. Hey! Brilliant. I'd love to go to Japan again. We basically stayed at their version of Heathrow. Yeah, it's not very good. But it was Japan. <gasps> well, I mean, technicals. Didn't dare get on the train. We thought we'd never come back. Flora's on the line. Morning, Flora. Good morning. What would you like to say? Um, well, some friends of mine took my son, several years ago now, to Norway for... To celebrate, you know, going to see Father Christmas, yeah, oh, a yeah. sleigh ride, <clears throat> all of that. Yeah, and um, they bought us some gifts back, a couple of mugs and uh, and a, uh, um, an address book, and it was just so funny because in Norwegian oh. there's no W. What? Yeah. Or, or as they would say, odd. Ward. So I'm sitting there writing them down, and it wasn't till I got to the W's. Oh. Yeah, you know, I was filling in the new book, and I got to the W's, and there aren't any W's. So the Wilsons and the Williamsons are no longer your friends anymore. There's no space for them. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have ever rung anybody up because most of the family are W. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> fantastic! I just, I just, that always made me laugh because there's no way if you bought somebody a gift like that, no. that you would check all the letters. No, you, you would just assume. Flora, thank you for that. It's a lovely story, isn't it? You see. I do like the foreign letters, and I knew this would work. I knew uh, we could raise you up. We're, we're approaching highbrow. We're approaching highbrow. Last 15 minutes of the show, you can call in about baked beans, saving the planet if you want, but to your favourite foreign letter and foreign uh, accent punctuation thingy, your favourite foreign sentence, and also on the back of Rosie's call, 
Rosie called in to talk about accents and, and foreign letters. It came out uh, that her granddad um, invented Ribena, and she's very kindly posted a link to a picture of him. What has your granddad done that you're proud of? We're not talking grandmothers today. We'll do that another day. I want granddad-only stories. Last 15 minutes of the show. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes, the London Road is slow going between the Tickford Roundabout and the M1 Junction 14. And in Luton, on the Hitchin Road at Midlands Road, a bus has broken down. Uh, very slow in the area there. Also in Chesant, on the speed sensors, the A10 southbound, heavy as you approach Waltham Cross. Then the M25, anti-clockwise, slow between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport, London Midlands have buses replacing trains between Bletchley and Bedford. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Do stay listening. Kelly Betts has just told me the most charming story about her granddad. We'll do that in a second. It's 8.46, it's Thursday, the 10th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Health officials say that urgent action is needed to stop spiralling debts at Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. The Bedford Mayor, Dave Hodgson, told this programme that the region's growing population should rule out any closures. A Hertfordshire charity aiming to reduce street drinking in Hatfield Town Centre say they are not doing the police's job for them. And in sport, Luton may be crowned conference champions tonight, but it takes a lot for that to happen. Cambridge have to lose at Woking, and I really don't think that's going to happen. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a nice day again today. We'll see lots of blue skies and sunshine around this morning. Temperatures rising nicely all the way up to 15 or even 16 degrees. That's uh, 61 in Fahrenheit. So a uh, pretty nice day, uh, feeling nice and warm in the sunshine. We might just see a few light showers around this afternoon. It's a very, very small risk, but worth a mention. And we will see a bit more in the way of cloud bubble up here and there as well. But still some good spells of sunshine around for the rest of the day. And uh, just a light northwesterly wind overnight tonight a week where the front is going to give us some clouds sinking down from the north so it will be a cloudy a milder start to the day tomorrow eight or nine degrees possibly a few spots of rain around uh, particularly over the hills into tomorrow morning but generally dry and bright some good spells of sunshine feeling a touch cooler and that's the way it's going to stay over the weekend a dry and mostly fine the high pressure set to stay with us until tuesday of next week thank you very much Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, so Kelly Betts has just told me one. We're asking, what is your, what are you proud of? Uh, of your, why are you proud of your granddad? Okay, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Kelly Betts has just told me a brilliant story. Tell the listener. My granddad is one of my favourite people in the whole wide world. Yep. When he was younger, he uh, got in a taxi. He'd been drinking. Yep. He got in a taxi and said, "Beechwood Road, please." And um, he woke up in a phone box. He never got in the taxi. (laughs) (laughs) 
He was so drunk, he thought a t- uh, the phone box was actually a taxi and he spoke to the non-existent driver. Yep. How cool is that? 08459 455 555. Suzanne's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Suzanne. Good morning, Ian. I'm enjoying this today. I don't always. <laughs> uh, but I'm enjoying this. You want to call in about your granddad? Yes, my what? granddad and baked beans. I'm mixing oh, the two stories. Oh, beautiful. My granddad, I'm proud of him because he used to have us singing a clean version of the baked bean rhyme. Oh, go on. Beans, beans, the musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. The more you toot, the better you feel. So let's have beans at every meal. Hey! <laughs> My granddad used to do one of those weird word games. Only granddads do. Do you know this one? Do you know this one, Susan? Suzanne? Uh, you remind me of a man. No, I don't know that. Do you know this one, Catherine? No, what's this? Okay, you say what man? What man? The man with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Then you, the, no, then you say hoodoo. Hoodoo. You do. <laughs> I do what? Remind me of a man. What man? The man. And we, uh, when I was fi- when I was five, we would do that for hours. My granddad's version of that was, I wish I was a mockingbird. I'd mock and mock and mock, and mock and mock and mock and mock and mock and mock and mock. I w- it- <laughs> hey! I'd fall asleep. Granddad's are fantastic. Uh, Suzanne, excellent stuff. Thank you very much for that. Dean's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Dean. Dean. We'll come to Dean in a little bit. Let's go to uh, Daly. Morning, Just. Morning, boss. I've got a question for you. Yes, my love. Uh, I'm in Berkhamsted for the big tour. The home my... of the yeah. big tour. We go to a different town every single week. Um, I've not been listening to all of the programme today because I have been quite busy, but uh, what have you been saying about me today? Sorry? Because um, about ten minutes ago... Um, uh, a large van came past, the windows came down, <laughs> Dealey, and then fingers came out of that van. <laughs> what have you been saying about me? All I'm saying is, we had yeah. Bender got in touch with us. Yeah. Bender? Who was it? Bigger. Bigger. You're B- thinking about Wimpy again. Bigger. Uh, Bender. Bigger, Bigger's got in touch and he said that it was him that had been tooting you right. while, you uh, while you were on air earlier. Yes. So tomorrow, we're having Jaywatch. Right. And basically, if anyone sees you having a fag, having a cough, sitting on your backside, sitting in the van, doing nothing, (laughs) they're going to phone us up or text us, and we're going to log it all, and we are going to send it to the bosses. And they may or may not give you a toot. Yes. I I don't mind the tooting. I don't mind that. But what I take offence to is tooting, windows coming down, my name being shouted. Fingers. And and then fingers. There'll be plenty of fingers for you tomorrow. By the way, just going to say, Helen Lee, uh, who presents the Sunday morning show here, uh, has just got in touch. Voodoo rhyme. She says David Bowie did it in Labyrinth. Oh, I, I think my granddad. You grand- remind me of the babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the you power. remind me of the man. <laughs> I'm David Bowie on the internet. <laughs> um, uh, I think my granddad was doing it before. I, I think uh, uh, Bill Jennings was doing it before David Jones. Mm. Yeah. Why did yeah. Why did David Bowie change his name? Go on. Well, what, okay. What was David Bowie's name before he was David Bowie? Uh, go on. <laughs> How do you not know? Go on. Catherine, why, what was David Bowie's name before he was David Bowie? Uh, David Jones. Yeah, like I just said. And so then, Justin, why did David Bowie change his name? No, I don't know. Oh, Who's Catherine? David Jones? Who's important to Ian? I thought he had two names. What do you, what do you mean? I thought he had a different name. He started off with one name, then he changed it to music, then he went into something else. 
thought it was three names. Sorry, yet. I thought you were talking to Justin Daly, the music expert, not no, some no, listen, bloke. Listen, I enjoy music. I don't know every single fact about music. I'm just a lover of music. Every time, I don't care every about time names. we I like the music. Every time we mention a song, yeah, you got it as number one in 1983. Exactly. We mentioned a song today. Went, yeah, that was number one uh, when yeah, Hillsborough exactly. happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, yes. I know musical stats, but I don't care about names. It I just was, enjoy okay. the music. Da- David Bowie was called David Jones. Yeah, he changed. Not David Jones. Well, he released some records under the name Davy Jones. Right. Davy or David? Both. Exactly. Three names then for David Bowie. Davy and David are not different names. Technically they are. He changed it because of the monkeys. Right. Okay. Right. So what's your beef? So three names. What have you got for me? Um, you've been talking about um, this ridiculous phone in today. What's your uh, favourite punctuation yeah. accent or letter? It's good, isn't uh, it? Well, not really. Um, you said to me earlier on, you've got 25 minutes to find somebody with something relevant to say. Um, I think I've just about cracked this one. I never let you down. Well, um, here's what's happened in the last five minutes. Well, Peter, we're still here in Berkhamsted for the, uh, the big tour. Before we talk about uh, Ian's weird phoning, what's so great about Berkhamsted? Uh, it's full of old people, nearly dead people. Uh, Come on! Uh, uh, oh dear. 13 nail bars, yes. 14 frock shops, yep. and 27 estate agents. It's a glowing reference. So, uh, back to Ian's weird phone in today. Um, what's your favourite punctuation, accent, or letter? Let's go for letter. Uh, the letter C, but pronounced in Italian, Ch. What do you like about yeah, that so very good. Uh, it reminds me of my dear old mother, because all day long she's still, at 147 years, goes round the house going ch 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 at me. <laughs> That's a very good answer. There you go. Ch. Hey, it was good. I liked him. Mm, I you liked see what him. happens when we go out for the big tour. Well done. You are in Berkhamsted, the home of the big tour. Yeah. Um, and uh, this, this is a good phone and it's work. We're getting some great stories. Well, we've had one person um, in, hey, what, 90 minutes here. I'll tell you what, as a side issue, we're doing, uh, why are you proud of your granddad? Yep. Why are you proud of your granddad, Just? Um, because he was just a wonderful man. Yep. Um, yep. I have to say that um, I've always said this, that if I can be half the man that my granddad was, um, I'm doing pretty well. No, he was uh, a very, very special person and somebody oh. that I'd always go to. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, when you've got a special relationship with your grandparents, you would probably go to your grandparents with the more serious issues. Yeah. And I always used to do that, and, and boy, do I miss him. I'm an incredible uh, Yeah, man. do you know what? I miss my granddads a lot, a lot. Mm. Justin, thank you for that, mate. Excellent stuff. Don't forget, it's Watch tomorrow. We want to log. We'll, we'll bring in some pen and paper, maybe a graph. Uh, we're going to log uh, exactly where Justin is throughout the morning and what he's doing at what time. Uh, and we will be sending... The- Who's the head of the BBC now? Is it Sally Burko? No, not Sally Burko. Peter Fincham? No, it's not him. Um, the bloke that does Imagine? No. Who is it? Tim. We'll send them to Tim. Tim Hall. Tim Hall, head of the BBC. Clive's in Windsor. Morning, Clive. That's Winslow, not Windsor. Well, it says Windsor on my screen, so you've, I'm afraid... <laughs> Ka- Kath- mistake. Catherine's pointing the finger. Who are you pointing the finger at? Kelly Betts. Kelly Betts. Hello. It's Winslow, not Windsor. Oh, sorry, are they different places? Very, oh. very different places. Oh. Clive, can we just... Can we... Just for ease of conversation, can we assume you're in Windsor, you're somewhere near the castle? Thank you. So Clive's oh. near the castle in Windsor. What's the weather like in Windsor this morning, Clive? Well, I can't really tell because my crown, in fact, is flashing around with sunlight on it. Hey, there you go. Good lad. Thank you very much. What have you got for me, Clive? Right. Henning Vane, the German comedian, was on the radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A while back. Yeah. And he was doing a description of English and German. Oh, yes. And he said, you mustn't forget, he said that England has 26 letters and we have 30. <laughs> he said, so, as we always say in Germany, Germany 30, England 26. 
There you go, you see. That, that, that'll that teach us. I wish we had more letters. And I wish we had odd letters that were unpronounceable. Like, the, the Russians have got some fantastic letters, haven't they? Oh, God. Uh... They just make them up on a whim. Yes, it's like other things they do on a whim. Yes, exactly. Yes, like, yes, uh, annexing countries. Clive in Windsor, enjoy your, enjoy your day. Say hello to the Queen if you see her this morning. Uh, Watco's tweeted, uh, he's proud of his granddad. Uh, my granddad's spark plugs had frozen up, so he urinated on them to get his car going. Now, that's the kind that's of... a charming story. That's the kind of knowledge that granddads have. Oh. That kind of thing. You made me think of my granddad, my oh. other one. My other granddad, Granddad Joe. There was a lot of talk about my sister coming back from university and being very, very thin. Oh. And Granddad was the only one who stuck up for him. He said, you leave her alone, she's all right. And then as she left, he slipped her a fiver and said, go and buy yourself a bag of chips, love. <laughs> <laughs> that was my granddad. Um, Stephen says, I'm just proud of my granddad, full stop. Ah, oh, man, I miss granddads. Right. That's it. If you want to get in touch... By the way, I've not said this for a while. If you want to get in touch because you've got a, a story or something you think we should be talking about on the show... Well, then I'm going to give you my private email address, not my private one. Well, then why are people reluctant to give out their private email addresses? It's not the same as giving out your phone number, is it? It's not as intrusive. No, and if you don't like what someone keeps sending you, you can always set them to uh, trash. S- send them to, straight to trash. It's weird, not isn't that we it? would ever do that. But I wouldn't give out my private email address, although, you know, you could work it out if you not knew my name. Yeah, not the Gmail one. You could work it out if you knew my name and numbers. But you can email me directly here at the BBC, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. We got one of those for tomorrow, actually. What have we got? Someone got in touch with us. Oh, yeah. We'll be following it up, because that's what we do. That's what we do here with the BBC. What is it? I'm not going to tell you. Oh. Wait and see. Tease. It's a good one, though. Is it a good one? It's a job for Justin, I'm just going to say that. And tomorrow, of course, we're it, it's Watch. We've been having a few reports that he's maybe not been pulling his weight when he's, he's driving around places. Berkham's did today, so tomorrow... If you spot Justin Dealey, I want you to log it, maybe take a photo, certainly beep him, um, and then get in touch with us. Yeah, don't, don't give him fingers. Fingers is inappropriate, OK? That's, uh, that's not nice, but get in touch, and tomorrow we'll be uh, plotting Jay Dog and uh, his movements. Right, let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton at the Kidneywood roundabout, the London Road heading north, heavy to join the motorway. And also in Dunstable on the speed sensors, the A5 slow in both directions at the A505. In Hitchin, the A505, busy as you head towards the centre of town. And on the M25, anti-clockwise, things are slow going between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. Public transport, London Midlands have buses replacing trains between Bletchley and Bedford. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Right, that's it. That's your lot. Back tomorrow at six. JVS is up next, so do stick around for that. 08459 455 555 if you want to call him. Until six o'clock tomorrow, Friday. From me, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, non-food sales at Marks & Spencer have fallen again this quarter. It's now...